bastards. Remember you, from those movies like that? Didn't we see that in the theater? I don't know that we saw that in the theater. Did we? I thought so. Maybe we did. We saw Django in the theater too. I feel what? like we saw Inglorious Bastards. One in of the Bob's theater. favorite Brad Pitt performances. I don't know why. When I think of Brad Pitt, the first thing that comes to my mind is always World War Z. Because <laughs> you're just so and how you're st- much I dislike you're that movie. You're still hot about it. Because <laughs> that book is great. The audio book, even more so. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Why are we talking like this? Why are we talking like what? Okay. <laughs> Special guest? Joey Beatty enthusiast. There it is. <laughs> and keep it rolling for 100 episodes, and then we'll change it at 200. Erica. <laughs> you don't have to look far, Alex. Where's, where's World War Z? I know it was on this oh, shelf it's up somewhere. There. Okay. I see it. The orange. Alphabetized appropriately. Yeah, with the A's. There are some hey. people. Well, it's Brooks. <laughs> you got alphabetized by author last name. Oh, you actually went and did that? Yes. Oh, okay. Not the comics, because I don't... I, that's more of a... You know, like the DC stuff is kind of with the DC stuff. That, that's that got a different system. You got your Blue Beetle comic in there? I, even, I don't think I've ever read a Blue Beetle comic. Okay. Hey. And I like, you know, kind of crap... Well, I don't know. Would you call Green Lantern like a C-tier superhero? I don't think he's C-tier. I'd put him in the B. The B? Hey. He's in the Justice League. Hey. Right off. So is Aquaman. Okay, and he's kind of a B tier. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yes. I mean, just off the bat, before we get too deep into anything, uh, I just would like to thank our patrons. Oh, yeah, we should probably do that. For, you know, their their continued support and helping us pay our our hosting fees. Thank you, patrons. Thanks, (laughs) y'all. Alex is shaking his head disdainfully. No. No. Fuck them. <laughs> they should be thanking us for this quality content. Yeah. They are with money. <laughs> they're, with monies. No, they're underpaying us. That's a tip. We're not being paid for the content. That's a tip. Okay. Just a tip. I'll take a tip. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> hey, Bob. You made a bad decision and uh, watched a movie on an airplane, which is always a just a terrible life choice yeah 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 well you i think we talked about it a while ago when we went down to or we were coming you back some, from oh yeah you watched um jurassic world dominion no mm-hmm. there was something else you watched uh that was on the way back from you Florida. watched um blade runner 2049 or whatever on an airplane as well Did you? oh that was which, a while ago which yeah. may have been the worst format to possibly watch yeah that but then in. he watched it again with me and he still didn't like it yeah but that's because he was dug in no I didn't really. Like I gave it either, I though. gave it an honest shot. I like, okay. So, just in general, when when <laughs> to I, rehash when I fly, I, I you know I I'm one a very nervous flyer. So I'm always looking for something to distract me. Um, even with Xanax, like it just I need something that's gonna to help me too. out a little. So. One of the things I like to do on airplanes is to watch something that I'm never going to actually give real time to watch, and which honestly is not a bad is not a bad call because we were flying. Yeah. I think it was I don't know if I was by myself. 
I was on a plane and I decided to put on Isle of Dogs, that stop motion Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. And they start showing like the dog, the, bo- like, the dog playing with this kid he likes. And I started bawling on this airplane. <laughs> and I was like, no one needs to be seeing this. I don't need to be weeping on an airplane. This is a bad idea. See? Yeah. I think that's the wrong strategy, though. It, like, if you watch something that you think there's a good chance you're not going to enjoy, that's going to make time drag. If oh, no. How could it not? No, because you're just angry. Anger anger makes time pass. I don't know that I agree with that necessarily. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. But what I found amusing was every time something stupid would happen, he would pause the movie and do the slow turn to me as if it was my fault somehow. See, because one of the two things happens. Either you're delightfully surprised that the movie you thought was going to be dog shit is it's actually fun bad. pretty good or fun bad. fun bad. Or Skyscraper. I watched Skyscraper on a plane as well, I think. No, we watched that together. Did we watch it? A thousand years ago, there was well, a day after Thanksgiving where we actually went and rented a bunch of movies. Mm. And we'd watch the movie, and then we would sit down and podcast about it. Maybe it just feels like a movie I should have watched on an airplane. But it was an enjoyable movie. We did have a... Oh, no, I know what it was. It was Rampage. I watched Rampage on a plane. Um, and that was definitely a plane movie. Um, or, so, yeah. So, yeah, either, either it's a delightful surprise, or it's just the dog shit that you knew it was going to be. And it, it it just distracts me from the fact that I'm in a metal tube hurtling through the air in defiance of all <laughs> things holy uh, and that I'm going to probably fall out of the sky at any moment's notice. So, since we're all over the place, can I ask, have you always had this problem with giving up control? Yes. Is this a lifelong issue or did it start somewhere? Well, I mean, I can only speak for how long I've known you. And yes. Yes. Um... Like in the car, he does the, if you're driving too fast, he does the old man. <laughs> if you take a turn too close, if you're tailgating, God forbid you get within 60 feet of the car in front of you. <laughs> okay. No. Never, no, 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 no. Erica, I have to wonder in defense of Bob, I have to wonder what's going on when you're driving because I've never seen this while I've been driving and Bob's been in the car. Maybe you're a better driver than I am. I will. The, a safer there, driver. There, I have never been in an accident. There's some tailgating that uh, happens. You have never caused an accident. Right. People have hit me. Yes. There's a difference. You've been in an accident. Oh, sure. I've never been the cause You've of been an in accident. one recently. Yeah. You want to talk about tailgating? Get in the car with my brother. I don't tailgate at all yeah, compared I know. to what Joey does. See, this is why I just I, I generally will not let other people drive. Because my brother is literally giving people a proctology exam. (laughs) (laughs) It it bothers me. I won't let him drive because I'm like, you're too close for me. What I hate is when someone's driving and suddenly they want to pull out their phone. It's like, no, no, no. Give me your phone. Like, I'll literally if someone's driving and they pull out their phone, I'll grab the phone out of their hand. It's like, no, we're not doing this. The rumbles. It starts. Mm. This is why I was playing with the batteries before. So if it go, I wanted to make sure that if the power went out, that this wouldn't turn off. How long does it have if the power goes out? Yeah, that is something we should. So we're not like talking. Is there a battery like? There uh, is a battery indicator? indicator on there. Okay. Yeah, I just I I didn't want because I I think I think one of one of the two lost episodes. 
happened because like the power got disconnected abruptly on this and that's what corrupted the files. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, that was the check. Now we, we should go back. So one, one, do you know, again, we know Erica's opinion. Do you know the beginning of the control issues or is this always been a thing? Um, I, each week as far, we're diving as, a little bit deeper as, into the mind of Bob. As far as like the just, continuing series. just like general control issues, I really don't know. But I, I did not have a problem with flying until like I feel like it started just after college. Like when when I was when I was still in ROTC in the National Guard, like I wanted to go to airborne school. I, you know, uh-huh. I, 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 I had no problems with flying and then something like right after college just tripped in my head and I suddenly had like lots, like it, but no like discernible reason, just like all of a sudden I don't like this. Nothing I can think of, but you know, but it, well, it, I think it, cause when you're a kid, it's like, Oh, an airplane. Cool. Yeah. And we flew a lot as kids. We flew a couple like. Maybe once a year at least. But then when I got older too, I started like, I do not like to fly. Yeah. I mean, I there was a stretch of time where, and it's worse when you're not flying, right? Like when you go a long stretch where you haven't flown, like the idea of flying gets progressively Oh, when we were going to get on that plane for Florida, I hadn't flown in almost like three and a half years. I was not looking forward to that flight. See, yeah. I, I've said this before on this podcast, I believe, but I've never had any issue with the actual flying. It's everything around the flying that sucks. It's the getting through the airport, getting your luggage on the plane, all all that nonsense, getting your luggage afterwards, dealing with the See? fat guy in the seat next to you. Like, that's all the stuff that sucks about flying. I have no problem... None of that bothers me. Yeah, so we're like the opposite because yeah. I have no problem uh, with being in the death tube. I'm like, both. Like, both bother me. Like, if the fucking death tube is going to fall out of the sky, it is what it is and my number well, has been called. Well, and you know what happened to me on this flight back? So, aborted landing. Aborted landing. Um, so, this is, so this is the second time this has happened to me. The first time was in Salt Lake. And when it happened the first time, like... We were literally like, we had passed the zebra stripes on the the runway because I'm sure. I'm always I, I I like the window seat. I'm always watching. I'm always looking out. So, aisle for life. I I I I'm always like, I I always know where we're at and, like yeah, we were literally inches off the ground when they had to abort the landing. And it turned out that um, air traffic control fucked up and had uh, cleared us to land when there was another plane on the runway still. So, well, so you guys could have been on the news. We could have been. <laughs> we were we were pretty close. Um, See, I would be like, I don't want to know. Just don't tell me. Yeah. I don't need to know that. Well, I don't need I to don't, know how close I came to I death. have no idea what happened on Sunday. Like They, they didn't tell us. Oh, this was the other one. Yeah, this is this. Yeah, that was that was the first on Sun. Yeah, on Sunday we were not nearly as close to the runway as the first time it happened to me. I remember, and when we were coming in to O'Hare, I mean, it was a pretty bumpy landing. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. I although I'll say the 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 craziest landing I've ever had was definitely at Midway. 
I'm pretty sure the plane like had been turned a full 90 degrees and I was looking perpendicular down the runway out the window before it corrected. You know, it was, but Midway's amazing. They somehow always land. Well, they always <laughs> land and they're going to get you out there on time. Yeah. There was that time there was that nuts. tornado. Like, like, and they're that, like yeah, it was a we'll fucking go. tornado like tearing through Cicero. And they're just like, nah, it's fine. We're, we're going. We're gonna go. Where but, is it? It's a couple blocks away. It's fine. It's just fine. Go. Just go. Don't worry about just it. Just go. Fly fast. Um, <laughs> Pedal down. So, so yeah. So I got this. You know, uh, we had this. Uh, it was a rocky land, uh, lock, uh, a rocky uh, landing. landing, and uh, so, and even like when we came in the second time, and we we actually landed. Um, it was a pretty rough landing all all around. Like we were bouncing a lot more than usual. So one of my worst landings at O'Hare was we were coming in, and then there was this great gust of something, and the whole plane went like, yeah, like two seconds before we landed. I yeah. was just like, we're all going to die. Yeah, <laughs> glorious. So you know, it's like so events like that. You know, don't don't help the situation <laughs> i will say i did get pretty used to just flying in general like f while i was working because i mm-hmm. was traveling a fair amount i would take maybe like three four trips a year and i was like okay that was when the annoyance for other travelers really came into play because yeah. it's like this is not difficult this well, is like not people, a difficult yeah people who don't know how to be in public or they yeah. don't know how to do x y and z right. in the correct order where it is just they like get, they get to the they get to the um what are those, what's the thing you walk through? The Jetway? No, no, no. Like no, he's the talking med- about the sensors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The x-rays or whatever. And they don't know, like, you need to take your shoes off or you can't have a belt on. Or it's they like, get all hot. Is this, like, your first time here? See, this is why I'm pre-check. Because everyone in pre-check knows the basics. Now, to Well, because you- in theory, they're, all, f- they're right. all flyers. They're frequent flyers. Exactly. So that's the, that's the number one reason to have pre-check. Because also- sometimes pre-check can... The line for pre-check can actually be longer than the normal, but you know what? You're getting through faster. You're gonna, you're still gonna get through way faster, or you know, and everyone, everyone knows what's up. Now TSA does change the rules up periodically just for funsies, and just I mean, to de- just to uh, justify their existence. Well, I mean, the logic is if you if you if you if you're executing the same set of rules all the time, it's easier to kind of get around. Right. It. So by have by switching the rules up periodically, it can throw people off of anything that they were they might have been scheming to do. Um, now, that said, um, look at every single like time and a newspaper has like. Try is like snuck guns or like weapons through TSA just to prove that they could, and well, just to get some people fired. Yeah, like it's like okay, let's. Oh, uh, but there'll be good guys with guns on the planes. It'll be. Oh, fine. that's true. It'll be okay. The good guy with the gun. That's all that you need. You, Bob, you need more. Let's guns. Just arm everyone. You need more. The teachers should be armed. Yes. With bazookas. Yes. It'll be good. Okay. Yes, let's start a bazooka company. Hell yes! Now that sounds that does sound fun. Now the reason I brought up all the airplane shenanigans in the first place, and what I said at the beginning, we're looping back around as we always. Oh, do that's on this what podcast. we do. That's our jam. Yep. Uh, is you watched Black Adam? I did. We like never a, mentioned that. Like a fool. <laughs> now I haven't seen it, and you haven't either, right, Erica? No. no what'd, you, what'd you think, Bob? It's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> like normally I'm like yeah this looks terrible maybe it'll be a little fun sure throw it on I 
with with any of the DC, Marvel, any really kind of superhero movie, mm-hmm. I'm very burnt out. I'm, I agree. I'm with good. That. Well, what the problem? So, I mean, do you guys care if I spoil no. the shit no, out of this? Okay. Do you know the background of Black Adam? Vaguely. Okay. So, um, the short summary is... He is a, he's a Shazam villain, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, he's an anti-hero. More specifically. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. Um, it's me. Sorry. <laughs> so... No, you know what? I will not apologize. I really dig that fucking song. Anyway, go ahead. So, you know, it, it's this... Um, it's this, uh, it's set in a, you know, a fictional, presumably African, na- it's it's set in fake South Africa okay. is where it's set. Um, and um, these. Do they also have a very selfish billionaire who got rich because his daddy had like an, a, a, a gem mine? Surprisingly, no. Weak. No. Um, it, it, you know, it's, it's this it's this fake nation of uh that's you know been Tur- No, oh, I thought you I thought you were gonna make an effort at remembering the name. No, I can't. Okay. I, I know. <laughs> he wasn't watching there. He wasn't watching that. He paused no. and I was like, he's gonna no. try and it's gonna be great. No. Um Bob's like no. But you know, it's it's been through thousands of years of turmoil and thousands of years. And, you know, and it's just uh, you know, a bunch of shit and um, and, uh, there, you know, there's conflict today and there's like this, um, military group that's trying to like, uh, oppress everyone and what have you. So, and they're looking for this, you know, MacGuffin. Sure. I threw it near him. I didn't throw it at him. Bob the dog got a pillow thrown at him for licking his paws, I think. Strategically, so it didn't hit him. It landed near him, so he would look and stop. Continue. I was listening, Bob. Mm-hmm. And, um... Thousand it, years of turmoil. Thousand years of turmoil in the movie. So, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie is, like, these this, these people looking, trying to find this crown before the paramilitary group um, finds it because it has superpowers. and As crowns do. Right. And, um, and when they, when they finally find it, like this woman just happens to be standing at the right place and says Shazam and, uh, Teth Adam appears and lays waste to everyone. This is the rock. This is the rock. Okay. So, so first of all, they're doing this whole thing where they're, they're calling him Teth Adam. They kind of just call him Black Adam, and they don't. They don't. They actually don't even say it at all. They do the. They do the thing where like, it, this would have driven you insane. And I'm sad. I I, I will. Is never it at the end of the movie where they say the dumb thing and then they take their sunglasses off and, and then it the cuts MCIS to scream. yeah, it cuts to the screen and then Black Adam comes up on yeah, the screen. We they fucking, don't even say it. We did it in Iron Man, like, and that's the only time you were allowed to do it. That's it. We did it the one time, and it was rad because then they played fucking Iron Man, which was a great goddamn song. So, yes, that would have annoyed me infinitely. Yeah. So you know, every, everyone in this movie, because they're in this fictional nation, has an accent, and Black Adam, who you know was 
who you know he his whole deal was he was alive thousands of years ago mm-hmm. he is he is from this country um which spoke like a completely different like everyone in this movie of course speaks english just with an accent but they do like the the the, the thousands of years ago they made up the fake language now what are you laughing at I was just thinking about one of our loyal listeners saying on one of the podcasts recently that he could hear Bob the dog licking his balls the entire time. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's just it sucks because he's over there too, so it's on your mic. Yeah. So even if Alex like could be bothered to maybe edit it out, nah. no, no. No, if the patrons want to edit it out, the pay's going to have to about, let's see, increase about 30x minimum. 30x. Just to consider it. Interesting. <laughs> so, so you know, so... I was five seconds away from throwing another pillow, but yes. yes. Okay. So, um, so, yeah. So, you've got everyone, everyone in this movie <laughs> outside of the Justice Society, which I'll get to, um... Is from this fictitious nation. Sure. And so when the rock comes back to life. And he's just the rock. And he's just the rock. And he's not making any attempt at an accent whatsoever. And he just speaks perfect English. It's like, it's just very jarring. Like, it's just, it's like, this makes no sense why you don't have an accent. Like, and it. It's it's so it's so disorienting, like like that you can't ignore it, and like it's not, it it like it doesn't like, like I wasn't offended by it, but it's just so like there, you can't you can't stop thinking about it throughout the movie. Yeah, which you know makes the suspension of disbelief really difficult. But what do we always say though? If it was a fun movie, you probably wouldn't have. That wouldn't have bothered you as much. Was there no. anything you liked about it? Like, was the action good, or was there anything? Was it funny? Um. Mm, oh, Pierce Brosnan was there. Oh, Pierce Brosnan. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just scrolling through. I'm trying to. So see there's so. Come coming back to it, like, and I'll, I'll get to the thing that I do like. So, you know. Really, the villain of this whole movie is this um, this paramilitary group that's and it, it, their leader, um, and Black Adam's the antihero who teams up with the protagonists, who are the Justice Society, which is a you know uh, a DC version of Hawkeye, or no, not Hawkeye. Um, or Falcon. Um, Hawkman. Is it right? Hawkman? Yeah, I think it's just Hawkman. It might. Okay. Well, here, I'm on the website. Yeah. I'm on the wiki. Believe, yeah, it's Hawkman. Well, okay. what is the Justice Society? Isn't it like Hawkman, Hawkgirl? I, I don't know. I, I can't. Dr. Fate. Yeah. I, I mean, I can picture them, but I don't know any of their names. It's a bunch that you, you don't Some really. guy who can get big. Um, <laughs> that is his official name. <laughs> Some guy who can get big. And I didn't even know what the like the last woman did. Like I, I honestly couldn't tell you. But so they're there to because Amanda Waller sends them to 
to take you know to bring black adam in how is amanda waller in every single one of these shows and movies like everything well she's always there no matter what time frame it is or anything see this one she's immortal and she has a great contract yeah so this is this is part of the problem with the dc universe is you've got you've got this amanda waller character who could be your Nick pretty Fury. you're Nick Fury. Well, and who, who who's the actress? I know who it is. You but know who I can't, it is, right? Because we're terrible, and I just put my phone down. But give me two seconds here. It's me. Hi. I'm Sorry, I'm not. We should probably fine. fill this dead air with something else. Why? Yeah. Yeah. If I was being paid, Viola Davis. There we go. That's yeah. Um, doesn't she have an Academy Award? She has an EGOT, my she friend. She has an EGOT. That's right. Um, and I think she's great as... as she is the uh, sole African-American to achieve the triple crown of acting. Which um, I'm not sure what that is. I think... Academy Award, Emmy Award, and Tony Award in acting categories. Yeah. So. yeah. She's doing these stupid DC movies. Sweet she paycheck. Needs, yeah, I mean, she, she does... Needs, lo- she gotta do a bathroom, I, man. And I, I, you know, I like this character and I like this character in this world. It's just the execution on individual movies um, is really just piss poor. And you, you are building her up as like this person who can do literally anything um, and make anything happen. And yet, like, everything's still shit. <laughs> Right. right. So, um, and, and like you're you're dealing with, you've got this weird like mix of like, uh, like Superman and Superman like level like powers, and like then dude who can grow kind of big, like it just doesn't it just doesn't work. I mean the movie. No, it can work. It you can. just you need somebody. It, it was like with uh, the Suicide Suicide Squad that the one that James Gunn did. Or if you're going to have, you need somebody who knows how to write things with stupid powers. Yeah, and, and make I, it interesting and fun. I seem to remember in that latest Suicide Squad, which was actually a good movie. Um. They did make some effort to explain why Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman and everyone else didn't show up when this thing turned into like a giant catastrophe. Sure. And they I don't remember what the justification was, but they did make some effort. Did they make any effort in this to explain so, why Black Adam's running around so this doing is, whatever? This is one of the good... This is one... This is like simultaneously a pro and a con of the movie. Where, you know, the movie comes in and and one of the characters from this, you know, fictitious country, you know, calls out and says, you know, look at we're getting overrun by this paramilitary group. Where's Superman? Where's where are the good guys to help us with this shit? You know, this we're all suffering and you guys are where where the fuck are you? And that's like it's a it actually that that lands really well in the moment in the movie because they've built a world where you look at the scene and it is they're in the shit like everything coalesces there for a moment. But what was the explanation for them not being there? 
And it was, and and Hawkman kind of looks at her and just says, "I know, but you have to trust us." Because, <laughs> like, I've read uh, yeah. <laughs> Superman stories where it's like, oh, "Why isn't he here?" Why? Because there's like literally fifteen thousand other horrible things going on, right? That he's trying to like triage. This yeah. man can literally not be everywhere. everywhere at once. Yeah. There are what? Nine billion people in the world now? Some yeah. upsetting number. It's impossible for him to be everywhere. Yeah, and so they I think they had I, I think they were trying where what this movie kind of could have done. What this movie presupposes is Is that, you know, they're that there are these other hero groups out there who can turn their attention to the more, for lack of a better term, minor crises around the globe. Um, But it also, you know, to a degree, it presupposes that like Superman's like fixing a world ending problem every day. You know, sure. and also you will, you have Superman who's very much like, you know, an an, Amer- an American. You can't have an American running into other countries and like fucking up their government and stuff. That's not a great look. Yeah, I mean, so it's. I thought there was this. You know, you had it. You had a decent foundation there that you could have worked on if you had had played it out. I thought Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate did a good job. Um, you know, he was, he's the, and I was talking with Sam a little bit about this because of course Sam knows everything there is to know about comics ever. Um, and, you know, and I said, while I was watching it, I was messaging him, which is the weirdest thing that like, I can just be texting with people on a plane now. Um, but, not you, because you don't have an iPhone or other messaging app. But um, anyone, anyone, you're, are you're, you paying for data on the phone on the plane? Oh no, 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 no! I don't pay, not on United at least. Because, fun fact: if you fly United, you can get free data if you have T-Mobile. But you don't have T-Mobile. No, but you know what you need to do to get your free internet? You just have to input a phone number. It doesn't check your phone. He's you... putting in my phone number. <laughs> that seems like a breach of trust to me, Alex. You scumbag <laughs> piece of shit. I do feel like that's probably something you should ask about first. But I, think he, I think he did once, actually. Yeah, I did. A long time it. ago. I guess he took that as blanket ongoing permission. I'm, I'm okay to do this. One day there's going to be like a $1,000 charge <laughs> right. on my phone. And I'll be like, here you go, Bob. Here's your bill. This is yours. <laughs> Here's for like 10 years of some other guy using your... Bob's going to be real mad when that bill comes in. Oh, you know who's going to be really, really mad when that bill comes in? Uh, that's like half a trip to It's R. me. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. But, I mean, actually, they... Um, I know on United, 
like you can use like iMessage and certain other texting apps. It's included. It's not extra data. Okay. Um, Skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's no, I, I got it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, hey, it doesn't affect me. If the bill comes in, it's his problem, not mine. Um, so, what was I going to say? Um, no, I was texting with the uh, doctor. The uh, uh, director also directed the seminal classic Jungle Cruise. <laughs> oh, this makes a lot of sense now. Um, so, Dr. Doctor F- Dr. Fitch is a weird character. Like, and he's just weird on screen. Like, the whole movie, he's like uh, wistfully looking off into the distance, and you know, because Pierce Brosnan is like, oh, the things I'm gonna do to my kitchen. I got the tile all picked out. We're gonna get nice new floors. You know, I'm gonna get the baller ass like appliance I'm, package. I'm gonna go ahead and predict that Pierce was okay before this game. You know, I have seen Pierce Brosnan's house, because uh, um, that YouTube series, um, Yenis. Um, he did pierce his house. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, and yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you gotta work. I to think like, it's in Malibu. You, of course, it's in Malibu. Yeah. To update some stuff, or you do the Jeremy Irons and you do the D and D movie because you want to buy a castle. Yeah. I mean, I wonder the old D and D movie. I don't not know the new one that's supposed to be good. Is Malibu kind of like living in L.A. except you don't have all of humanity right on top of you all the time, or is it just as bad? Um. I honestly don't know. I think it's a little more. It's there's still a lot of people in Malibu, but it's not as like over. Hmm. As I, LA. Yeah, I mean the density is still pretty high, but there there's it's you know further up the coast, and um, and so and there's there's not it's like. There's not as much land between the mountains and the coast for there to be houses. Where there are houses, the density is still pretty high, but, you know, it's just generally not as many people. But I, I, I don't, I, I, I always get, like, I always think about, like, if I was, you know, a mega celebrity and living in L.A., like, where where's like the ideal place to live honestly if i was a mega celebrity i wouldn't live in la understand you got to be able to get back there for stuff but let's live somewhere else with like a big airport i mean what's his name um jesse from breaking bad why am i blanking on his name iron paul yeah he lives in idaho (laughs) but he's not a mega star no that's fair doing all right though. but the rock lives oh, in miami fine, but the rock I has think... multiple homes though doesn't he well yeah of course i mean there's no one there's no one who's a big actor and who doesn't have a residence in la sure you sure. know it's just a matter of how often are you there i think you i think what you do i think the move and this is all good until like you you know your pilot loses sight because there's fog or something and you end up <laughs> in the side of a mountain but you <laughs> Uh, you, you, you live somewhere where you're like you have a helicopter right like you need the helicopter pad if you're gonna live in la you need the helicopter pad in the back of your home a la fucking wolf of wall street so you can bug the right? fuck out and you just you fly to wherever you have like you have like locations throughout the greater la area right where you're flying in 
you have a car waiting at the airport for you and then you go wherever you want to go and you have to drive like you know a mile instead of like 15 miles because 15 miles in la is like see you tomorrow three hours yeah Yeah. i think that's the play but you got to be rich enough to make that happen you gotta have helicopter money that's a lot helicopter money is way more money than you can possibly imagine yeah that's why i said you need to have it yeah yeah but i mean like actors don't have helicopter money some actors do i bet you brad pitt does brad pitt might um, been around forever, and he's you got to get in producing and be successful there. So is that's it, where is the real the, money is. Is it the fuel? Is that the problem? No, helicopters are in are like insanely high maintenance. Um, it's something like for every hour of flight time, a helicopter gets six hours of maintenance. Hmm. Never going if in a helicopter. If it, no, you real honestly, <laughs> yeah, good, like thanks. genuinely, if you do not need to get in a helicopter, do not get in a helicopter. Good to know. There, they are. I mean, let's be real. There was a zero percent chance of me ever getting in a helicopter, but I feel very validated in my life choices. I mean, I, I I'm interested in like doing the city tour of Chicago on like the clearest, most wind stable day <laughs> there is. <laughs> But we don't so, have those. So, so let never. Me, so let me get this straight. Wind Bob, stable. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We're taking another trip. Let's go. <laughs> Bob has a problem giving up control mm-hmm. to get on planes, which are like insanely safe overall. Yes. And even if they crash, you have like an extremely good chance of getting away from it unscathed. Depending on where you crash. Like if you crash in the water or something. In an airplane? Yeah. If an airplane crashes, you're just dead. You are not surviving an airplane crash. In the water? No. It depends on the type of crash. If you're hitting the water at like... I'm not saying in a nosedive. Hundreds of miles per hour, though. Yeah, I'm talking about a controlled landing in the water which i would consider a crash maybe that you know if you get sully at the controls you have the nice landing in the hudson the nice landing the nice nice gentle landing in the hudson (laughs) okay anywho you all have super aids now now, you're you're stressed (laughs) out you're stressed about out about being in the plane but you would get on a helicopter I would consider it. You're looking for logic in places. There, it's really no point. <laughs> How in many attempting to Xanax do that. gets you through the helicopter ride? Well, I need to be able to enjoy the ride. <laughs> I think what happens is Bob gets on the helicopter and then he goes back to his safe place, aka his cell phone, and he just misses the whole flight. <laughs> like he's on the helicopter, he's playing on his phone, and then the helicopter lands and he goes, "Oh." Six hundred dollars well spent. <laughs> you know what I do want to do? So when we were when we were in Seattle back in two thousand seventeen, um we when we were twenty eighteen? Sure. It was five years. Okay. Twenty eighteen. Math. Um I w- could also be very wrong. When Math. we we were down every time we were downtown, I just kept hearing airplanes and like propeller planes. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I finally spotted them. There, there's a, they have seaplanes that do tours from the seaport. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Volcano Seaplane Tour. I was like, yes, I want to do that. I was like, 
no. <laughs> Volcano I just, insurance. I just like the idea of like, on one hand, planes, big scary. <laughs> <laughs> on the same hand, Erica driving, real big scary. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> But on the other hand, <laughs> volcano helicopter trip, seaplane, volcano seaplane tour. Because you know what's going to happen? You know what will happen the second you step on one of those? A kaiju is going to erupt from the volcano. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That's a pretty cool way to go. <laughs> I didn't say you were going to die. I just say that would be the precursor eh, to the kaiju coming. Ah. See what I did there? I did a thing. You did a thing. I... um. I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, it just seems... Listen, if I'm in, you know, the tiny seaplane and I'm sitting in behind the pilot and he has a heart attack, conceivably, uh, I could pull him out of the chair and then use ChatGPT to teach me how to land the plane. Are we done talking about DC movies? Did we want to get into AI again? Whatever you guys want to talk about. Well, I'm definitely I mean, good on DC that, movies. Th- that actually happened, though. It, like, a f- some guy, of course, it was Florida. Like, his, Florida he was man. in a small plane, and the pilot died. It, or had a heart attack. Whatever, became incapacitated. I like, I like how this don't, is if the If that thing. happens, don't you just go, okay. And if you manage to survive... Don't you just go buy a lot? Go buy a lotto ticket and just see what happens. I mean, he so he because what are the fucking odds? He got on his phone and used ChatGPT to help him figure out how to land the plane. Why not just Google? Because ChatGPT is better at looking stuff up. Okay, I don't know. Anyways, I uh, have not used ChatGPT at all yet. Does it only pump out text results? Um, Chat GPT, I believe, yes, is the only text. They do have one that that does um, images. Okay. Um, also, speaking of Florida, hold on. Let me finish Black Adam, and then so we can okay, we so can, we can tangent away. Yeah. Um. So y- it's this really weird setup. The other two members between so Hawkman and Doctor Fate uh, are the only two parts of the justice society that make any uh contribution in this movie and they're fine um it's just it's just it's sloppy the cg is you know alex it's your nightmare uh when it comes to cg um the character the rock How, how so it's just a big CG mess. Oh yeah, sure. You know, it's CG battle for no fucking CGI reason. nightmare. CGI nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it, it wasn't interesting. Like, there's at one point where the the antagonist goes to hell and is brought back. Um, in fact, he has to. the The whole thing is he has to set up Black Adam to kill him, so that he can come back as a demon. Hmm. And then okay. rule over the country. This, is, this is like a Diablo plot or something. It is. Um, so that's the that's the annoying thing about the movie is like the like if you look at like the the a lot of the plot points, they're not terrible. But and is it trying to do too much? I don't know that I say did, it's did trying you have to have that problem. I don't think I I don't think it had the I don't think it had the it's trying to do we too were much. Trying to problem. cram four movies worth of no, plot into I one. I didn't think that. I just think they didn't execute the 
they didn't execute um, the points well enough. Um, they didn't they didn't make me care very much about the Justice Society characters. Like Doctor Fate dies, there there's no like I have no fucks given that Doctor Fate dies. Um, and they try and they're building it. They're trying to build it up throughout the whole movie that Doctor Fate knows somebody's gonna die, and he thinks it's gonna. Well, and that's his thing. Like he can see. Sure, sure. Right? But you, then the dead meat counter appears above his head, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, so there's there. You have no also emotional the older attachment. kind of in the 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 what do you call it? The uh, Obi Wan role model yeah, sort of. I mean, it's like, oh, there's the ticker, and that's in and of itself not bad no. if you make me care about the character. Sure. And they they really didn't. Although I did think Pierce Brosnan himself was good. I, He's just, kind of a joy in all yeah. things, though, isn't he? So, so, but so they they really just it just didn't execute. And the the Rock just is the Rock, and it it just it's like you needed if you were going to do this, you needed somebody who was going to actually act. Frankly. Well, it is that are we are we getting to the limit of like we're just cool with the rock being the rock? Is it going to have to start being like you're you're clearly not carrying the movie just on your name anymore? I, are we going to need a little more from you? I I wonder what I wonder with the rock is like because we've talked about this before. We have, but I think it's so interesting because he's such a he's such a dominating force in Hollywood, or at least he has been for like the last ten years. Um, and you know he 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 works, he goes, he he makes, he does all the movie, he does what he's told. He just he's he's not an actor, you know. He's a brand, and yeah, but isn't that kind of the problem? It's not a problem in a movie like The Fast and the Furious where he can be The Rock. Sure. I think The Rock would be better off, you know, because essentially at this point he already has unlimited money. He's won the game of life in the next 15 lives as well. But I think he would be very well served to cut back on the amount of stuff he's in and be more picky. Like, maybe try to limit it to two movies a year in terms of, like, big movies anyway. You know, because I feel like that's what the other big actors do, right? Like, you don't see Matt Damon or Brad Pitt or Ben Affleck or, I don't know, George Clooney. They're not in everything under the sun. Ed Norton. Yeah, you you see them in maybe one or two things a year. But they're also actors, Sure. You know, and and like I would say though the Rock isn't a bad actor necessarily. It's He's just not very Well, diverse. I don't even think he's trying to. Well, that's the thing yeah. though. If you're just showing up and just being like, "Well, I'm the Rock and this is just what I'm going to do." Right. I I think he's got to he's going to have to this and and this does actually segue into something else. He's got to decide does he does he if he wants to do roles that require acting am i gonna is he gonna put in the work to actually do it well i guess you could argue like a superhero movie does that necessarily i I think they've been trying to skate by on it's a superhero movie it's dc it's these characters you know and love even though nobody fucking knows anybody in this movie yeah. Unless you are a big super uh, hero dork and you know who Hawkeye or Hawk Hawk uh, man. There we go. <laughs> Hawk is. guy. Hawk guy. Hawk. Hawk chap. <laughs> but it is you just like, yeah. 
So, um, which is so, and all that's interesting. And then we got some news this week that of a new slate of Disney live action movies, um, including a live action Moana, which is seven years old. That's weird. You know my my opinion on this. I don't know if we've talked a lot about the Disney live action remakes on here, but I'm just kind of like, one, I've never seen any of them going to continue with that streak. I, I find, especially the Lion King one, where they were like, I remember this advertisement being like, oh, look, the animation is so much more like, it's so beautiful, it's so lifelike, and I'm like, you're not giving me any expression on the characters' faces. It looks like a real lion, and if he would be talking. Like, if you go and you look back at the one from, like, 93, 92, whenever. They're, like, they're expressive. It's beautifully animated. Well, yeah, and I, I was going to talk about this later in when we talked about the Dragon Ball Super movie, uh, the latest one, Superhero. But it's sort of the same thing in that movie where, because you're doing all this CG work, and it's not hand-drawn, you end up with very, like janky movements and nothing seems smooth and a lot of characters aren't very expressive and it's just kind of like a constant issue with the cg stuff unless it's the really really high-end stuff and i don't know that you know maybe disney's not there so much on certain things anyway well, and it's not like the movie it wasn't well and i've only seen clips i've never sat through the actual movie because again i don't see the fucking point but um, it, it's not that it's badly. It's Disney. The animation is going to be good. It's just like when you, you're you comparing something and you're acting like the hand-drawn is worse. And I, I don't understand anyone who could put those two things side by side and be like, oh, yeah, the CG, the expressionless vacant mask. That's so much better than the hand-drawn animation. But I have bias, but whatever. I, and it is just a naked, blatant cash grab, which also annoys me. But they're a giant corporation. That's what that's what they do. Well, it reminds me, when you're suddenly going to do a live-action remake of, like, everything, um, and I don't know what it is because I really haven't been following. Literally what, everything. What, what else are, what other live-action remakes are there? About? So what have you had so far? You've had Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, Aladdin, mm-hmm. Lion Mermaid. King is just really a... It's not live action, it's CG, but they tried to say it was live action, but whatever. Little Mermaid comes out this month or next month. Are we forgetting anything? But they've gotten through the Disney renaissance, basically. You know you know what it kind of, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Too. That's right, they did do Mulan. You know what it reminds me of in a certain way, and it's not the same thing, of course, but it almost reminds me of... Capcom re-releasing Resident Evil 4 on every single platform or Bethesda re-releasing Skyrim on every single platform. You know, it's just like, hey, we like your money. Look, we, you know, increase the frame rate, you know. Uh, but, I mean, they wouldn't be, and it's the same with these Disney movies. They wouldn't be doing it if one of those, if the movies suddenly weren't making money, they're not doing those yeah, anymore. Sure. It's the same with those Skyrim remakes. People kept buying it. Yeah, I'm just like I don't understand what you people are getting out of this. It's just like an obligation. They're getting something to take their kids to the movies. Well, that's exactly what it is, right? I mean, uh, I, uh, so you you had a lot of um, oh, 
I gotta look down to unlock. Um, uh, they did, yeah. The oh. one you had mentioned because you read these to me either yesterday or the night before. Oh, don't forget Cruella. How could you? I still haven't watched that. You know why I want to watch that, Alex? I, there's only one clip I want to see. Her parents or her mother is brutally murdered by a pack of Dalmatians. And that's why she hates them. That sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> like I told Joey, my brother, I was like, you got to come over so we can watch this. Because, oh my God. So upcoming Peter Pan and Wendy. You said The Little Mermaid. Snow White. Uh, next year, um, Mufasa. Colon. Don't get me started. The Lion King. Don't like... Hercules. Why? 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 Who? For whom? For whom? Untitled Aladdin sequel. <coughs> Untitled the Jungle Book sequel. Okay, no, no, no. For making an Aladdin sequel, we do Return of Jafar. That movie was dog shit anyway. Go ahead, Hunchback. make that better. Untitled Cruella sequel. Tink. Fuck off. The Sword in the Stone. See that? Robin Hood. Are Un- they doing? No. Okay. Okay, we're doing Robin Hood. Are we doing it with furries? Because uh, if we're not, what's the fucking point? Untitled Prince Anders film. Prince Anders. It's in the Aladdin universe. This is the one that made me... Did you just fucking say Aladdin universe to me? <laughs> were those words that came out of your face? <laughs> uh, you, wanted, you wanted enraged? <laughs> Erica's rage. <laughs> the flames. The flames on the side of my face. The Aristocats. The Aladdin universe. <laughs> Suck my dick, Disney. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the Aristocats, Lilo and Stitch, Moana, and then the one that I think is just the most hilarious of all of them. Bambi. That's like it's gonna be like the Lion King. Yeah, you're just doing it's it in like CG, the, and it's not gonna be as beautiful. No, they're gonna train a real deer. They should. That would at least be impressive, Alex. That would be something. Aladdin universe. But then they'd be accused of animal cruelty. We trained a deer, and we raised the mom and the deer. But then we really wanted to be true, so we shot the fuck out of that deer. <laughs> I'm all for it. So. But also, like, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, the tone is all over the place, and that movie gets weirdly fucking dark and creepy, and it's kind of awesome. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, fun times. Prince and... Who, who even fucking is that? Uh-huh. I have no idea. I have to ask the girls. They watched it for I Hot Jafar. Like, I feel like fucking all that stuff, like so much of this stuff now just feels like, oh, we're making shit to throw it on our streaming service. I mean, that's probably what a fair amount of that is. I know that Peter Pan one is going straight to Disney+. Plus, But is it really driving that many views? Or, is, excuse me, is it just a matter of we feel like we need content? Man, I think, I'm trying to think about it now. The biggest 
disappointment recently in terms of like big releases i think was that thor movie what was the newest one love and thunder Thunder. that movie sucked everybody i know that saw it was very disappointed and it's like you've got hemsworth you've got the the real hemsworth not the lesser or least (laughs) um you have you know taika and it's like also alex he could be good we don't know yet we gotta give him a chance we gotta give him a chance who the least could be good we don't no, know he's not gonna be good we don't know Alex. your show's done i'm hoping against hope it's fucked that's good then joey will be free to go do other stuff okay what else you got there no but i mean it's just like you you you've got a good director you got a good writer oh, tessa thompson yeah you got uh, tessa thompson in there you got natalie portman there in there is. you've got uh, idris elba right wasn't he in there i think again was he in there i didn't I watch so. it i have no idea um russell crowe was fucking around yeah yeah he was probably the highlight of the movie roy kent was in there for two um, seconds at the end but it's like you have all these good actors and you have a good director and it's like man someone really thought their shit didn't stink or something that they made all these bad jokes that don't oh, land christian bale christian bale was in there god damn how do you make a bad movie with christian bale it doesn't even seem possible it clearly it is it's so hard you know the last time i think someone made a really bad movie with christian bale was that fucking terminator movie remember that one he wasn't there, but wasn't but he? We did get that epic rant from that. So I claim net positive. <laughs> oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making a bad movie is worth it just for that, I think. I don't know that I sat through that one. Oh, that was bad. I think everything after Rise of the Machines, I was just kind of like, you know what? I think I'm good. You know, I saw there's some um, there's some new Marvel show that's going to be on Disney Plus, like Secret Invasion or something with Nick Fury and uh, the, you know, she's always in the Avengers stuff, the woman from How I Met Your Mother. What's her name? Um, um, Hill uh, is the character's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colby uh, Summers? Lo- so, yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, I know you're who you're right. talking about, though. But she's in there, and I, I saw, and then I'm watching the trailer, and I saw... Um, What's her name from Game of Thrones? Um, Nina Hetty. No, no, no. The who played the mother of all dragons? Oh, uh, Amelia Clark. Yeah, and you know maybe this is unfair. This is un- surely unfair, but every time I see Amelia Clark in anything now, mm-hmm. I'm just like, God damn, Game of Thrones <laughs> you, fucking you, sucked you at the end. Everything. No, it's not her fault. No, I know, I know, like, I know. Game of Thrones was so fucking bad at the end that I'm soured on you. Like, it's not even fair. I'm soured on you. I'm soured on everyone else that was in it. I'm soured on those two idiots that were producing it. Well, it's still my favorite thing ever that they got fired by Disney, by the way. That's so funny. We can't have this, sirs. (laughs) Sorry. It's so funny to me that they blew through the ending of Game of Thrones because they didn't want to do it anymore so they could go do their Disney stuff. And then they fucked it up so bad that Disney was like, uh, you know don't let the door hit you on the way yeah, out. But I think we're good. Yeah. But so thanks. That, that cracks me up. But No, that is just legitimately hilarious. But I saw Amelia Clark and I was just like, and I have like nothing against her, but it's just I don't know. It's you, it brings back the memories. Who's in this? Who else is in this? The bad memories. Executive producer. I, I know what you mean, though. Like I and I think 
I, I mean, that's sense. the same. I think that's the same effect I have with Brad Pitt is like. I he just, was in World War Z. And could I, you come up with something better to hate him about? I'm sure I could. <laughs> I mean, but that would require effort. And oh, this is only going to be six episodes. There you go. Well, all the Disney Plus shows are short runs. Mm, They're all like six to eight episodes. Sounds good to me. The only reason uh, She-Hulk was longer was because it was like 20-minute episodes. <laughs> oh, Olivia Coleman, She's good. Sorry, I'm just like going through and looking at the cast here. Eh, so, we'll Bob, and, yeah. and this is and this is gonna be this is gonna be spoiler city because I mean this movie's been out for like at least a year now. I feel sure. Like. Yeah. Um. But Erica, well, while you were gone on your adventures this past weekend, mm-hmm. Erica and I uh, ordered pizza. Yep. And good fucking pizza. It was a good pizza. <laughs> and let me tell you something, Bob. Let me tell you something. I am kind. Am I not, Erica? Am I not merciful? <laughs> am I not merciful? <laughs> Sorry. Because you spoiled something for me in this Dragon Ball Super movie. And not only did I not take a picture of the pizza and send it to you, which I wanted to do, but I resisted. I resisted that urge because I know you're trying. Mm-hmm. But then I left you chocolate chip cookies as well. You did. So you did. So just know he is going to pay you back for this most grievous offense. Yes. At yes. some point in the future. Yes, eventually. <clears throat> when you least expect it. Uh, you know, and that would be that would be fair. And I could not uh I could not contest that. Um I, I will say one thing, which is how the hell had you not watched it yet? I just Some wasn't, people I don't just, get to things. I just wasn't. I just wasn't in a rush because I had a feeling it wasn't going to be very good, and I think what it ended up being was good until combat broke out. Like all this stuff at the beginning would just like slice of life Piccolo, mm-hmm. like going around trying to live life on Earth. He's he's training Pan. He's picking her up from school. The one little detail that I did love was how he held his cell phone. Yeah, and he's he holding had, his like, cell this phone little, awkwardly. Like, bunny, like... Yeah, like clearly um, Videl just gave him like a cell phone. She was like, here, this is yours now. Right, we need this to get a hold of you. And he just holds <laughs> so it like ridiculously. Like that shit I loved. I yeah. told you, I was like, this could be the movie and I'd be very Yeah, the, all everything with like Bulma, of course, getting the Dragon Balls continuously to make herself look younger. Amazing. Although, why can't the, is that a limit of the Dragon Balls? They can't de-age you? Like she can't just say, hey, make me 30 years younger. Maybe there's a limit of the Dragon Balls. Well, because, okay, make me 30 years younger, but would that then... You have to be careful with the wording of that wish, because I feel like that could bite you in the ass. It seems like Shenron's pretty forgiving. Sure, but you could say, make me 30 years younger, and you could de-age 30 years, but then lose all of your knowledge. Or, you know, forget everything. Mm. And just go back to the state you were in when she was, mm. what, 20 yeah. or something? I don't make know my body 30 years younger. Anyway. When I was reading DBZ Fic, that was definitely a thing listen, that came up often. Listen. They wrote, there was ways to write Frieza around it. I Frieza was going to wish to make himself taller. Listen, <laughs> this is, you know, Sh- Shenron is not, you know, the djinn from... What, you, trying to, you trying to make references here? What we do in the shadows. Oh, okay. 
He's Look. he's not trying to fuck you. Every everything it's like that was all cool. It was all funny. I liked the, you know, the nonsense surrounding the Red Ribbon Army and them just being like complete incompetent clowns. Um there were a lot of cute things like the one henchman who has like the the circle cut, the whole cut in his car. That roof was hilarious so for he the can hair. Fit. <laughs> he could fit his hair. Um there there was a lot of good stuff like that. And it was like all good until the big battle broke out. I did and enjoy then, that the one Gamma was like, they were fighting. He was fighting with Piccolo and Piccolo uh, was like, what were those words? Because he would like shout his attack yeah. name and it would like appear behind There's him. There's like a wham. Yeah. It would show up or something. It was something. glorious. Kablam or whatever. Yeah. Like he was an actual action hero or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was all good. Is just once the actual... Once the fighting started. Once the fighting really broke out at the end. Like Which is at what the, in theory at the, should be the best part of the movie. That's what you're there for. Yeah. You know? It's like once all that broke out at the Red Ribbon Army's headquarters, it was just like, okay, now you're drawing my attention to how mediocre this animation work is. And... Oh, it felt cheap. And I didn't like... Piccolo's power-up was basically like he was orange. <laughs> and then they literally called it Orange Piccolo. <laughs> I feel like though they like, were that's that's leaning into it. Uh, it's not know, make man. it any less stupid, but it is what it is. And then Piccolo gets powered up, and he's still a jobber. It's like poor Piccolo, man. Well, that's all these guys. <laughs> but it's like, whatever. It was but, like when they they like reference or uh, make a joke out of it in uh, DBZ a bridge when Krillin goes and gets the uh, oh I've drawn out your true power, and they're like. Oh, this is it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we got nothing. This is as high. This is as high as I can go. Um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, I like some a- I, I aspects, like the idea that you know you've got like eighteens there fighting, and I mean, I, I just, I guess, I was hoping when Max Cell came out that we would at least get a little bit of the Cell personality, even though it's like a new Cell, right? It's not going to have the memories of before, but. It was just like a big gargantuan raging monster. It was just right. like, oh, this is kind of a letdown. Well, and when you look back at that last movie was the Broly movie, right? And, and the that, animation and that was, in that was, was so good. Gorgeous. Yeah, that was all hand-drawn. I mean, there was some 3D work, but that was mostly hand-drawn, and it was at such a high level. Like It was so good-looking and so smooth. And the animation work in this was like all clearly CG, and it was very like jerky. Blocky. Like, yeah. it was very, like, it the edges were rough. Uh, just everything stood out in, like, a bad way. It felt cheap. They it did, did it, it cheaper. Did. It, yeah, it did feel cheap. Well, and like, the problem is, most, at least here in the States, I don't know how it works in other countries, uh, hand-drawn folks, that's a union, and CG work is not yet. They're working But I that. think they... Yeah, I mean, I think they just tried to make it cheap in Japan. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Like I said, I don't know if that's the case uh, in Japan. And, and no there was a lot of parts of that. that's of Super that looked really good, too, like the, the actual TV show, and just... It was just kind of a, okay, like, you guys kind of half-assed here on, like, a major franchise. And that's the amazing thing about something like Dragon Ball is it's one of the biggest anime franchises, but it just seems like they don't want to treat it like it is. It's weird. I don't know that it's they don't want to treat it like it like is. Like, it's been so long. Why is there not a drag, another Dragon Ball Super TV show by oh, now? Oh, I mean, I completely agree with you, but I think, like, in that regard, yes. But with the movies and being done cheaper, 
it's a matter of they know whatever they throw out there is going to make money. So if they make it for cheaper, they'll make more money. Because just it's a Dragon Ball thing. People are going to go see yeah, it. But yeah, but that only works so many times, especially if you under-deliver. But a lot of people liked Superhero. No, I, I mean, it was fine. I just think, like... Compared, I enjoyed it. I really the, did like it, the, the, but the, the fighting was a the little movie, weak. The first half of the movie was a, dramatically better than the second half, which is, like, very much the opposite of what should happen to me. Sure. And, like, did you enjoy the combat parts? Like, to me, it was just, like, it was, like, big dumb battle. Yeah, I mean, I thought the, the big dumb battle was... There wasn't like, anything they, memorable they, they, there. They also didn't really earn, like... Gohan achieving this new form. No. It's like, it was basically just like, oh, we got to find a way to catch Gohan up to Goku and Vegeta. Like, that's what it felt like. Yeah. I And I mean, I guess when the way I watched it and kind of my takeaway from it was this, this is just fan service the movie this is all dumb. I mean, they've all kind of been fans. They know that. Well, that's true, dude. Certainly. But I don't know. I I mean, I, I, I think I, I, I can't disagree with you that the combat was dumb and not very well done. And and everything to do with cell max was like, this looks so dumb. He didn't even do the thing where he like absorbs the androids. Right. Like, can we at least absorb the androids? Because that's what we had said. Like as soon how about, as they how were about like... when he kills the one, they kill the one and then they kill He kills or the one kills himself basically. And they, they kill him off. It's like right then it should have just been like he did this big attack. It didn't work. And then Cell absorbs him to reach the next form or something like that. I thought that. it was odd, especially since it was Cell and that was kind of the whole fucking point. Yeah, right there? What are you looking at? Hmm? Yeah. Uh, to not have him absorb anything yeah. seemed we- like it was weird that that wasn't there. Right. That's yeah, fair. And then I don't know what was going on at the end where like Cell was readying like this big blow up the planet attack or something and Gohan's just hanging out. <laughs> it's just like standing there and, and Piccolo's like, I'll tie him up and hold him still. It's just the whole thing was weird. Just a weird fight. Didn't have any like emotional stakes to me. Well, and you're expecting kind of because it's a fighting franchise, right? So you're I'm expecting, expecting more. Yeah. yeah, your shonens need to have great fights, ideally. And I feel like the previous movies have if the whole movie would have just been Piccolo gets up to wacky stuff in his daily life, that would have been a lot better movie to me. Oh, again, what did I like, say at the beginning? I would have like, like Piccolo just like this. hanging out, training Pan, picking up Pan from school. Gohan doesn't train anymore, and it really aggravates him. You know, as <laughs> as Gohan's real father, since Goku's off doing whatever nonsense he gets up to and not being a good grandparent. I do appreciate that they also just kind of acknowledge that in that, like, I love that Piccolo is in the wedding photo. That that tickles me to no end. Well, he's really, he is Gohan's real father. Oh, a thousand percent. But. And I did also appreciate uh, um, that he was like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll facilitate this kidnapping plot. We'll help them to do this. Because that'll get Gohan to... Uh, yeah, to get mad. To get like, mad, right. Like, that was, all, that was all good. It was just when the actual, like, battle broke out. Everything from the b- battle breaking out at the Red Ribbon 
army's headquarters from then on out just basically sucked but everything leading up to it was entertaining I wasn't mad we watched it no. and I enjoyed myself no, thoroughly I, mean, I was I laughing quite it. a bit and it was funny it was enjoyable mm-hmm. um, I do I do as I said the other day I have a problem with this idea that that's the first time Vegeta's ever beat Goku in a fight because Vegeta's won every fight with Goku I contend go watch the fucking series Toriyama go back to the tape I know you hate Vegeta, but son of a bitch, he wins every single time. <laughs> the I only one with an arc in Dragon Ball Z, man. I just don't know why you won't embrace your por- personal lord and savior, Goku. I'm good, thank you. No, I embrace Goku. I do not embrace Gohan. They need to try harder if they want me to embrace Gohan. Yeah, agreed. I would agree with that, yeah. But... I, I embrace the I embrace Goku just not as much as I embrace Vegeta. Vegeta's the better character. Vegeta's a great man. This this is just the, yeah, the, the I way mean, of things. You know, genocidal and may have murdered millions of people. But, but he, he comes around but in he the came end. Around. He comes around, Alex. Where's my arc, Polly? Um what was I gonna say? The stuff on uh uh Beerus's planet I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. With the yeah. uh uh Well with the uh, with the one girl. That was hysterical. But like just Broly and them just kind of hanging out. Mm. Like this is just where we live now. Oh, and doesn't doesn't Beerus like have this like, what's he doing here? Kind of moment when he sees Broly because he's been sleeping for like. Well, he's scared of Broly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's funny. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. And that's like it's interesting to see like where they're gonna go. Like what what villain are you gonna come up with who's like obscenely strong to be able to deal with Broly and. Vegeta and Goku. Well, this is this is the have. issue that you. And keep. now you've popped up Gohan. To like, he's like insanely strong now. I guess just the, out of nowhere. This is the problem that you have with with the the franchise as a whole. It just gets to be yeah so ridiculous. But then, why something like that Tournament of Power arc worked out really well? Because you do have all of these insanely strong individuals, and they're all like vying to be like the last one standing even though maybe that's not what happened it's been a while since i've watched that well right but if the it was the last one standing but if the person who got the wish didn't make the right wish no one would be left standing if you remember right because wasn't it if you were in one of the if you weren't in the universe that won all the other universes would be destroyed was that what it was right okay it's been a minute and 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 whoever won needed to make the right wish otherwise um the creator or emperor or whatever they were, I can't remember, would destroy everything and start over. The cute little guy. Yeah. 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 It was a test. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, like, there was some good, like, if you think back on that Tournament of Power arc, there was some good, like, emotional stuff in there, like everything with Vegeta at the end, you know? I mean, you did, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm never going to disagree. You know, and it's even, like, Goku getting mad when... um uh what's his face i can't remember anyone's name today targets like the stands with the with his friends in it and everything Mm. i should just go back and watch that that was fun but uh yeah i mean i enjoy it's like i I think it was fine it's just the broly movie was so great so it's and that's the most recent thing we had so well and it was very much just like gorgeous animation very little sort of build up and then just rad fight yeah there was like no fucking story it's just like an hour of great fighting (laughs) like there's no you know right 
I don't even think Piccolo was in that. Oh, he was in it for like two seconds when he was helping them merge, when he was helping them do the fusion dance. <laughs> I like that Trunks and Goten are so incompetent, they botched the fusion dance. I did there appreciate was also, that. Yeah, there was that. a gag in there, too, about them just like magically being older or something. Oh, what did they say? When you Saiyans hit a certain age, they just they like, just, yeah. they just pop up and it's like, okay. Well, and then, and then there's also, that's one of the, um, like stresses of Bulma's poor life is that Saiyans age very slowly. Right. And so she's over here aging and Vegeta looks the same and she's like, Oh no. <laughs> Makes for great fic, Alex. From what I remember, it's been a while since I've dipped the toe in the DBZ fic verse. Um, but that was, that one of the sounds dangerous. Smutty. Really? Well, mm. Fair enough. Fair Erica enough. was pitching uh, uh, way above her pay grade <laughs> when she was reading that stuff as like a 12-year-old. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, not uncomfortable at all. Eh. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe we're actually going to get stormed on. Thunder. Thunder, 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 thunder. When are we getting live action Thundercats movie? Hasn't that been in like development hell for twenty years? It's right there with the Akira movie. But let's just that keep that there. <laughs> Do you remember when they were like, Oh, they're gonna move it to like Manhattan and it's gonna star like Leonardo DiCaprio and it was like, Why? Remember when they made a live action Ghost in the Shell movie? Wow, that was so good. Did you sit through that? Yeah. You did as you well, did. yes. I did, yeah. Hey, no one just occurred to me. What? How Bob must hate the Horizon franchise because he still hasn't played Forbidden West. And there's a DLC coming out in a week or so. What's your problem, man? You know my problem. You bought that game. You spent like $70 on it. And then 60. you played for like an hour. 60 I've played more than an hour. Maybe like 10. 10? No. Hours. Yeah. There was like uh, that first couple weeks he would go down and he would play it, but then you just you stopped. I know his problem. He's right. The running addiction. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I do, I do have to go and, and, and play it and hear out Lance Reddick's performance. Rest in peace. Um, womp womp. I, yeah, I, I, I think what was, was weird about the game is like, the way it started up just didn't grab me the same way that the first game did. I mean, I definitely don't think it's as good of a game as the first one, but I also think sequels are hard. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, and, and I think for me, I'm just. I'm so I I'm I just want to see the story cuz I'm interested in the story and uh-huh. I'm not like the gameplay is good so don't just get put me the, wrong. just put the difficulty on the lowest level so you can blast well, through those parts. Well, it's not cards. it's not difficulty that's the problem. It's just that you're still bla- you know, it's still going to what is it? Like a 40-hour game? I think it's less than that, but yeah. Yeah, so it's like I just I need so for me to play it. I need to find, like, and, and to finish it. I need to find like, I don't know, six more blocks of four hours of time that I can spend to play it. 
Because it's not a game you can, I can go and sit down and just play for an hour. You know, I will say that I thought I was going to have a harder time sitting down, like, for only, you know, three hours at a time with The Witcher. But honestly, it was kind of nice to be playing it in bite-sized chunks. I will finish it. I won't DNF the game. Will you? Yes. Mm. We'll see. I I still haven't finished the... uh, (laughs) The Bioshock DLC. Yeah, okay. And you've, been, you've literally been saying that for like, <laughs> it's at least 30 years at this point. <laughs> Every now and again, he'll still be upstairs. I'll be making dinner and he'll just say, you know, I still haven't finished that Bioshock DLC. And I'm like, was that ever a possibility that you were going to play it? One. Yeah. I feel like. And that second one for Infinite is great. I feel like, well, I'm, I. Where I'm stopped is I'm in Rapture now. I'm out. I'm out of France. Spoilers. Yeah, I don't care. Um, and I don't. So I'm not sure how much more I have to play. I really should just watch a Let's Play at this point because the problem. <laughs> He's also been saying this for about. 45 I, I think years. that actually is the ticket for you for all video games is just to watch one of those things where they just like cut together all the cutscenes. Yeah. I mean, I think because you'll you'll sit there and watch YouTube. Yes, I will. I absolutely will sit there and watch YouTube, especially explainer videos. <laughs> I love a good explainer video. Hey, hey, Erica, do you have any plans on when you're going to play Resident Evil Four Remake? I don't have any like hard and fast plans, but I do want to pick it up because, again, that is one of my favoritest games of all time. Mm. Have you started yet? Or no, I've got to play The Witcher first. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. I can't start other things. Mm. One one lane, one track, that's it. But what will that take you? About a month? I don't know. It depends Ish. on how hard I go. Give me, <laughs> on how hard I go. Give me a, a little. Heads up when you're about to get it. I'll pick it up around the same time and we'll oh boy, we'll play through kind of together, because that shouldn't take too long to get through, right? No. You played through it like, but this is new. They've completely redone it from the ground up, so it's not like I'd be sitting down with the GameCube version and able to blast through it. No, it's a different. I, it's a different game because though. I know where everything is. Fair enough. Which was always fun though. You get that Chicago typewriter and you're just kind of like, we're gonna play this on story mode. <laughs> Six hours. <laughs> I've heard they've made the unlocks for like the special weapons way harder, like really well, hard. Really, it was just it a was matter easy. of playing through the game a few times. Yeah, it was easy. I've heard it's very find hard the now. blue medallions. All right, um, well, right in front of my fucking face. Okay. So I, I we talked about it before, but I got you on a new, new train, new anime train, new anime train, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. The Witch from Mercury. Yes, I have watched... Was it episode you watched, zero? Yeah, this is the prologue in episode one. In episode one. And, yes. uh, you know, happy birthday. What else can I say? <laughs> they started that and I was like, well, first of all, it's... I told you, as soon as you walked in the house today, I was like, it is hysterical how you'll be watching a piece of media and not five seconds in, you're like, okay, who's... Who's the one that is going to, who's doomed by the narrative? <laughs> Who has the ticker above their head? Especially in a prologue. Oh, yeah, because there are so many people. and But, yeah, it was hysterical. 
Because I was just like, oh, cute little girl. Uh-oh. Someone's <laughs> going to die. <laughs> but no, I'm intrigued. I mean, I always... Gundam was never like, you know, my jam back in the day. I but remember, this is like... But this is like... One, they're all separate series, yes, right? They're not tied yes, in. And this one kind of feels like they're trying to make a show that's a new point of entry for people. Yes. Which is smart because it's one of... What do you got? Bob moves to the mic. <laughs> I've never watched Gundam. You could watch yeah, this. Yeah, you've, it you has have, a you've dub. said this it like the last dub, five episodes. Bob, it has a dub. There's like 13 <laughs> episodes total. It's nothing. Here's the thing. you got to stop setting yourself up for heartbreak. It's a, got 13 <laughs> episodes. He can watch it while he's running. You've got to stop setting yourself up for heartbreak is all I'm going to tell uh, look, you. Look, he, he has time. He runs four hours he a day. He runs outside. He doesn't run inside. Yeah, he only runs outside with the inclement weather. Oh yeah, that's 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 smart. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> well, I'd rather him not get killed by a car. He holds the insurance, motherfucker. Okay, if he gets hit watching Gundam, you can blame me. Okay. <laughs> Stop setting yourself up for heartbreak. Either way, no. Like Alex said, this you don't really, you, you don't need to know anything about the old no because i was no never time. it was one of those if it was on i would it was like star trek next generation oh it's on sure i'll watch it but it was never like my 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 jam i knew some of the characters you know the kind of the deal and whatever but it was never like when i get into the deep lore like i have with some just, things just a quick aside speaking of people setting themselves up for heartbreak i'm i'm very worried that um that uh, the Red Letter Media guys are going to, uh, Mike and Rich, are going to die of heartbreak at the end of season three of Picard because they're enjoying it so far, and there's no way they stick the landing. I'm very shocked they even bothered watching because that first season they were so, like, down on it. Because they have Well, one, content. Content, and it's, it's your thing. It's your forever love. I get it. They they can't just they can't stop. It's your dark mistress. You just keep going back to the well. I I understand. I get it. Hey, they're they're gonna be so disappointed. I get it. It happens. But um, no, I'm enjoying what I saw thus far. Yeah. And I've only got what twelve more episodes. Well, like eleven. Yeah, it's a quick watch. Yeah. I mean, so. it's a really and I think a new season starts up like this month. Shortly. <laughs> so. But it's a it's a really good watch. I mean, you could blow through it, no problem. I will ask, when you get to the last episode, can we wait and watch it together? Oh, sure. Because I'd like to be there. <laughs> well, now I'm intrigued. You really just shouldn't have said anything. Okay. Well, I'm hoping maybe things will hurry along. Oh, all right. Okay. Mm. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. I do also want to watch, uh, uh, they just finished Trigun Stampede. I want to watch that too. But that was only 12 episodes too? I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, that's what you got to do, man. You got to have those nice short seasons. Yeah. but At you, least with anime. But you see what's happening here is like, Alex comes up with this. Oh, hey, here's this anime. It's only 12 episodes. And then you blow through it in like, you know, a couple weeks, if that. And you're like, oh, that was cool, and it was short, and you, you know that wasn't hard. And then the second you're done with it, he's got another one waiting, right in the wings, to go ahead and fill that next time slot, ready for you. 
He's so like, oh, here's I'm just curious. Resume. I'm just curious. Why are you presenting that as a problem? <laughs> <laughs> it seems I've come up with a solution. Did you take one of the candles? I'm holding it. Oh, okay. I'm trying to hold something besides my phone. Mm-hmm. I see. It's, it's <laughs> dubbed, Bob. Thing. It's dubbed. There's 12 episodes. Stop setting yourself up for heartbreak. You just worthless stop. bitch. You gotta stop. You just gotta stop. We could all talk about it then. We got him we got him with Kill the Kill. I know, and look how right I was. No, but I'm just telling you, that was like that was the anime for a while. Because Bob was never the big anime guy. He doesn't watch anything. What do you know? Why don't I why you know, maybe I'll say there's a lot of running involved. <laughs> then he'd watch it. There has to be. There's no way there isn't an anime called like Race. Oh, I'm sure there's Race some or something yeah, that's about sure. like long distance. There's runners. fucking soccer animes. There's basketball animes. Sass is I'm watching sure a, uh, a skate like skateboarder one right now that she's obsessed with. So there's no way there isn't a running one. There has to be. You you realize like I don't like spend my time watching television or YouTube just watching like you or running stuff, right? What? <laughs> Why do you lie? What sort liar? Of weird, what sort of weird statement was that? <laughs> a false one. <laughs> you didn't you couldn't even take the smile off your face. I watch a lot of shit about like you watch so many running videos, Bob. <laughs> so many yes, you do. This would be what? like me being like, oh, what are you talking about? I don't watch like old episodes of Critical Role constantly. I occasionally watch Why must you lie to yourself? Some videos uh, that, you know, talk about specific training things. You're but, so full of fucking shit. But like, I would... No, no. I would stuff and then, about and then when planes. He reads, if he reads a book, what's the book about? Running. Hey. All aspects. I have finished one book this year, <laughs> and you know what book that was? I do know what book it was. My shitty book. It's not a shitty book. It's, it's a good book. It's fine. I read her book. It's not about running. There's no running in that book. No. Did you imagine running while you were reading it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, here. Oh, here's the ultimate question. Did you read it on the Kindle when you were at the gym? No, I can't do that. Okay. But let's so, let's uh, but let's let's not act, Bob. Like you're not like, and you can't keep the smile off your face because you're a fucking liar. That you're not watching a bunch of running videos. I really come on, don't 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 don't. don't, like don't. Yeah, but you do, but you do nonstop. You are there's other stuff that you like. You watch the red letter media stuff on occasion. I don't feel like I partake in cocaine that often. <laughs> I've got it under control. <laughs> you 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 watch those what the Wendover stuff half is what? interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Reviews. I watched uh, Dan Olsen. Yes, but let's not act like there isn't a healthy. Healthy amount of running videos that you watch as well. Yeah, but it's not everything I watch. I didn't watch. say it was everything you watch. That, that, so he's, you're that, acting like you're not watching anything. And that's that's not that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, I agree with that. Isn't it amazing how I'm not here, but yet I know exactly what Bob gets up to? Because <laughs> it's not that hard, Alex. No, he's, he's predictable. You know, right. He's consistent and predictable. He runs. He works. He plays with Izzy. He eats. And then he sleeps. In any various order. And watches running videos. Yeah. There's some running videos. <laughs> Probably while he's working. 
It'd be me saying like, I don't read fan fiction every night before I yeah. go to bed. What a what a blatant lie. I didn't write that Joey Beatty porn. I mean, fanfic. I don't write smut because it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> there are only so many ways you could say things, Alex, and it's all awkward as fuck. I also don't write real person fic. I think that's a bit gauche, but that's just me. Gauche. Gauche. It's a great word. What else you got, Bob? Well, and also <laughs> I'll point out of the things that you have, uh, you know, gotten me to watch in the last year. One of those things is Halo. Yeah, and that, that was sucked, painful. And that was great content. Was You're painful. welcome. We went into it that really knowing content, it was going to be bad. That's also fair. We didn't go in thinking that was going to. be I didn't good. say this is going to be fucking good. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> And Halo. you're going to watch season two of Halo. God damn it. <laughs> we can only hope it's bad. We don't want it to be good. Because if it's good, then there'll be nothing to talk about. Eh, I mean, if it's good, I'll probably terrible. stop watching If it. there's like a specific kind of good, though, where you can talk a lot about it. But if it's like, it, it's frustrating when stuff is just like, just good. It's not like great. Mm-hmm. Because then it's just like, oh, it's fine. And there's really not a lot to discuss. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, by the way, the animation in those two episodes of uh, Gundam Witch was better than anything in Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Oh, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's like you're a not TV wrong at show all. budget. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got I've got a bit of a, a a pivot if we're ready for sure. A I like topic. a pivot. So, um, the state of Florida. <laughs> Oh God! It can go so many ways. It's. <laughs> have you ever done the Florida? It like search what a Florida man on your birthday. No. So it, this is a thing you can do. Like you search Florida man, and then but you put in your birthday, and then it'll bring up like whatever stupid ass shit somebody in Florida did that day. Anyways, um, are you familiar with the um, the Ron DeSantis Disney spat? Yeah, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, this is the fucking Ron incredible. DeSantis fucks around and finds out. My note on this? Oh, the, yeah, that's that's better. But um, well, I am a writer. Uh, <laughs> uh, my note on this in, here for me to bring up this topic is Disney gave it to Ronnie Raw Dog. Whoa. Um, yeah, mine's better. Yeah, yours that's is better. That's why Bob writes the smut. <laughs> oh, Bob's the smut writer. Okay. Are there running personalities that you've been writing fic about? Oh, oh God. No. no, he just reads that. I think the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> Weird. You've at least looked. This No. You don't have to lie, Bob. This is a safe space. He had it linked to him. Yeah. So somebody sent it to me, but I didn't look. Oh, it. look what someone wrote. Ha ha. Isn't this funny? <laughs> And then down the K-hole we go. <laughs> I, I sincerely hope that there is no fanfic written about any of the running people that I oh, associate with. You sweet summer child. <laughs> I guarantee you there's at least one out there somewhere. 
Hopefully it's not published. <laughs> mm, the internet's a dark and wide uh, yeah, place, my friend. Anyways, <laughs> moving on from that awkward topic. Uh, um, what? Uh, so this is this is f- so this what, what the latest thing that has come out about all. And it turns out the Disney lawyers are better than the Florida lawyers. Yes. And who could have foretold well, that? I remember. I remember when all this shit happened last year and like I just remember looking at it and being like thinking okay he he made this you know knee jerk snap uh reaction to try and get back at Disney didn't think it through and now Disney has like a year to formulate a plan and figure it out and they have way not just better lawyers but all of the resources possible well and i don't even think that it was a matter of not thinking it through in knee jerk he knew what he was doing he's it's culture war nonsense well this is what they live for there's no actual subs it's it's shitting on trans people and, oh, look at me, I'm going after a woke corporation like Disney, which is like, we can't even get, like, the, the two nice lesbians in that Star Wars movie kissing for more than two seconds. They held, held on the slug for longer than the smorch. Mm. <laughs> like, this is the, oh, what a, what a victory, Ronnie, mm. against woke Disney. But now they're pissed. Well, you fucked around. You fucked around. You fucked around it. with the mouse, and now you're finding out. Yeah. Which anyone with, you know, a pulse could have figured out was going to happen. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's just fucking hysterical. So the what 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 tickles me about this situation. So basically, Disney back in the 60s got set up the Reedy Creek um, something or whatever municipal district. Right. And it was basically their own private government over the area super shady um by all accounts though like disney has been a good steward of their land and whether it's is it right that they have this no but like if you were going to dissolve it or like change it like this was not the way to do it um so but so ronnie uh, thought, hey, I'm gonna get back at them. I'm gonna take away their special government, and well, it- and and to get back at them for them not taking any kind of a stand against that "don't say gay" bill. Disney didn't say anything about it. Yeah, not, not substantive. Really. No, because the CEO at the time was just kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, it, it was just it was there. I think at the like eleventh hour, they may have put out some milk toast statement, but it wasn't anything. Do do they still have this whole thing hanging over where the state of Florida might have to end up paying off those bonds or whatever it was? What was the deal? So I'm not sure about the tax situation, but but basically, my understanding of the, it was that because. The, the state government is going to dissolve Reedy Creek and form a new thing. Filled that, with sycophants of Ron DeSantis. That the, um, 
that all of the debt that Reedy Creek held, which Disney was happy to hold um, and pay off, would no longer be attributed to Reedy Creek. It would it would have to get passed to taxpayers, which means all of that debt is suddenly going to be have to pay paid by taxpayers of those two counties. Um, which, if I was a citizen, I would be a little pissed off about. Yeah. So I I figured it when this all came out, I figured one of two things would happen: either like it, this whole thing would be repealed or try as quietly as possible because they figured out they fucked around or Disney would figure out how to fuck them and I'm kind of glad it's the latter that happened so what what they did is on the so it was a couple of days ago I think was when the changeover happened on the very last day that Reedy Creek uh, had power the trustees of Reedy Creek signed something that took away almost all of the power of the trustees. Right. Um, that was getting transferred. Other than like the care of like the roads or something right. like that. So yeah, like all the trust all of the new trustees have power to do is to do just that. They can't do shit else. And they're livid. And what's great is that um they they have tied the expiration of it to 21 years after the last uh the the last currently living descendant of king charles dies so you're talking about um harry and megan's youngest growing old dying plus 21 years that is when the state of florida can take control and that ties into something that i have only learned about through um the 10 junk miles podcast which is called the the rule against perpetuities which i went down a rabbit hole of reading about and i i know i still don't understand this very much but basically the rule against perpetuities if my understanding is correct was kind of came about because you don't like if somebody dies and they put in their will that well you can never do anything with this property ever again like you don't want them to be able to do that you know once someone's you know well, you're gone right you're gone like if you want to if you want to be able to exert some that's where this kind of 21 year portion of it comes you from to exert some sort of control over right so so yeah so this is like this like really funny legal maneuver to um make this go as long as so it's like it's going to be 120 years before right. Uh, you and, know, and even anything. if like all those people die, they still have 21 years from that point to come up with a new solution. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and the biggest thing is Disney could always just up and leave. Yeah. It'd be hard, but no one. No one. 
Well, to move the theme park would be hard. No, when it, you just shut it all down and build new. Well, sure. That's just, they don't want to do that, but no, they don't want to do it. But well, it's to prove a point, and there's they a would. loss, but they have more money. They'd rather land. they'd and rather you, they'd rather do that than be under a lunatic's and, thumb. And do do you think do you not think that the state of Georgia wouldn't give Disney all the money in the world to build the big world? I mean, you biggest... don't think any state in the union exactly. wouldn't be like yes, Texas here immediately, right? Alabama, Mississippi, any of them. Yeah, they would gladly be like, you want to build a, the world's biggest theme park, put the Mickey Mouse name on it. That everyone loves. Yeah. And then build this huge economy for us. Have whatever you want. Can we can we just make the whole theme park about deranged Mickey? Yes. Why we need we should have our own deranged Mickey theme park. There's a deranged Mickey, Mickey video game on the way. Yes, there is. Looking forward to that. <laughs> hey, speaking of video games, E3 canceled. Mm. Yeah, I think that was highly predictable, right? Um, I mean, they've already, the writing's been on the wall for all these years where everyone's doing their online shows. You know, Nintendo does the Nintendo Directs. Microsoft uh, does whatever their stuff is, you know, once or twice a year mm-hmm. online. Uh, Sony does their state of play stuff every once in a while. I mean, it's all online. They've, they they don't need to, these big companies especially, They and it was always for them. It was never for like, you know, independents weren't getting any no. coverage at no. E3. It was always about the big companies You might and get like a game that kind yeah, of caught a little buzz a little and like, yeah. Yeah, but they don't. But they don't need you know the EGMs or whoever anymore to create press for them, and they don't need to like. Well, because you've already got them. Yeah, you got them already. Yeah, you don't need to schmooze like the fucking GameStop managers or whatever. Like you don't have to do any of that bullshit. You're just like, hey, here's our shit. We're gonna show you online for an hour, and then all the various YouTube and Twitch content creators are going to amplify it like crazy. We don't need any of you. We've yep. eliminated you. Yep. And we don't need E3. We don't need to co- go pay. Uh, it's not E3, but who is it? Um, who's the company that owns E3? I, I don't remember, but it's I not. Remember. I but know it is to, not You don't need to pay them for space. You to don't run need to something like that. fly a bunch of people out. You don't need to spend a bunch of money and development time to set up demos for people to play hands-on in person. It's just a huge expenditure that they just don't need to do anymore. And so when when Nintendo stopped going and then Microsoft and Sony stopped going and right there, that's it. It's done. Like the idea that they were going to do it of like Ubisoft went, it's like they weren't, it wasn't ever going to happen. No. I mean, with Bethesda under Microsoft now, you might've, you might've been able to do it if you had Ubisoft, uh, Bethesda and EA, but losing Bethesda, you know, Ubisoft and EA aren't going to carry a big show like that. And, you know, it is a shame because the... Um, well, it was a fun time of the year. Because it was, was yeah. just that week where it was like an onslaught of information, right? Yeah. But you're still going to get that, right? Like, oh, there's yeah. still... Right around that same time frame, Sony's still going to have a big online show. Microsoft is still going to have a big online show. Nintendo's going to do their thing. It's all going to still happen. I think this doesn't uh, Nintendo do them like quarterly or something. Yeah, something, yeah, something like, like that. that. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest 
the big losers here are, you know, uh, the 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 hotels and the local economy that supports sure. the the convention the convention center. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the biggest thing. And and, and this is you know the uh, the other big losers are the small developers who. You know, they had they got a small space at E3. They sure. were able to show off whatever their cool tech was. Um, and, you know, that gave them an opportunity not just to, you know, sell to the public, but to the bigger studios. And um, there's a lot that, you know, benefited them. It just, it wasn't... I, I, I completely understand why the big studios... Um, or the, you know the manufacturers pulled out. Like I, I get it. It it's it's it'll be interesting to see how they ultimately make up for um, discovering some of the newer, smaller stuff. And I'm sure it'll just be a matter of you know just scouring um, yeah, streamer channels and they'll be fine stuff like yeah. that too. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like a lot of the times now, a way uh, the way the like a game takes off, like a, a smaller game, right? Is you get the right streamers to play it, um, you get uh, you know the right content creators on YouTube to do some videos about it, and boom, you're off to the races. You know, well, and, and that's and anything maybe, these maybe days. Maybe you have yeah. to pay people or to play it. Maybe you have to. Maybe you just get lucky, and the right person decides, hey, I really like this game. And they kind of signal boosted for everyone, right? Yeah. Um, oh, that's like with books. Like you see it on not on TikTok very much anymore because it just kind of fries one's brain. But it's like that with anything, right? I do. It's like here's a couple. Yeah, I do worry that you know with because it it'll focus on you know individual streamers that the cost of marketing for these smaller games is going to just utterly explode. You know, I don't know how much a tiny booth at E3 costs. I'm sure it's not cheap. But, but that, you know, it, yeah, I'm sure it's not cheap, but that's a like kind of a one-time fixed cost. But I will also say, though, the other thing that we're just kind of charging toward in all media, at least kind of in those, and I've talked about it before, is it just this ubiquitous sort of, there's only a few big content creators and you get the stuff from them and you get some other little stuff from the bottom that isn't well the other thing to keep in mind and obviously you need sony or microsoft to really um decide to kind of pick a winner in a sense is oh the way a lot of these games take off lately is they get put on a service that's quote-unquote free right so like the reason Rocket League exploded when it came out was because Sony put it on the PlayStation Plus service for free. Mm-hmm. And so you just everyone just got it, sure. right? And then people are going, oh, shit, this is good. This is fun. And then, boom, the game explodes. Um, or, or, like, now, you know, some game that, like, you know, has its hardcore following or something comes out and it goes right on Game Pass. And then all of a sudden you've got a million players overnight – you know, and maybe do you make as much money as if a million people would have bought your game? Probably not, right? But you're, you're right. creating a built-in install base, and a million people, it's kind of like the old piracy argument. Like, 
just because a you know a million people pirated a movie doesn't mean a million people were going to the theater and um the, the if you put a game on game pass that suddenly a million people play well a million people probably weren't going to play that game before you know maybe some fraction of that were actually interested enough to buy it and then you're hoping that word of mouth takes off yeah and that then they you get dlc purchases yeah well and that's kind of what like you know i told you about like like, the studio oh they're coming out with something new yeah but i mean it it to the same it it, i I mean i don't know what those deals look like for getting on game pass or game pass or playstation plus no idea yeah i i the developers who talk about them seem happy but it's like they probably wouldn't if they're if they're if they weren't they weren't going to public say something right if you're unhappy about it you're not going to go in public and start <laughs> bad mouthing one of the Microsoft, two right? you know one of the three major publishers yeah i mean it, it's certain it's like free to play free to play is such an interesting model um and it can work really well um clearly i mean mobile games make ungodly money like microtransactions are one of the most genius business moves of the last 20 years. Well, it's funny you mentioned um, free to play because I was I was talking to Erica about this the other day, but you you know the game Genshin Impact, right? Yeah. So it's huge. Maybe one of the biggest games on the planet like regardless of platform. Yeah. And uh, MiHoYo or whatever the company's called, they're just rolling in cash over there somewhere in China. But this is one of the things that might get caught up in this whole banning of TikTok. So the way the bill that's going around right now is currently worded, it's not going to only ban TikTok. It's going to ban like a bunch of stuff that falls under certain parameters. Okay. And one of the things that if the bill were to come out as it is right now, Genshin Impact would become banned in the U.S. Okay. And... uh I enjoy that eventuality coming true because I just can't imagine the reaction. <laughs> like, it's going to be amazing. Well, I, we got to ban TikTok because they're stealing your data. Facebook's okay. Well, and then you know, and then you know, uh, if if you use a VPN in this bill right now, if you use a VPN to get around this geo blocking, it could be a twenty-year prison sentence. Oh, really? Yeah. Or wow. like an insane fine. Amazing stuff. USA. USA. <laughs> We're free here, Bob. Free. You're free. We can't we can't just create like a, you know, data privacy bill. No. Oh, no. We can't have that. <laughs> no, no, no. No. I gotta know what you're doing. <laughs> gotta be all up in your steeds. I just love I love shit like this. It's like it's actually amazing how every time lawmakers get together to like do something, like everyone like suddenly you got people on both sides of the aisle like in agreement. Well, well if I may, it's like that Lewis Black bit where he's like the Democrat Democrats and Republicans or the Democrats will go, I've got a really shitty idea. And the Republican will come along and say, and I can make it shittier. <laughs> well you know you know you've been painted into a corner i can't remember exactly what he said but 
Rand Paul was talking about all the reasons you shouldn't do this bill to ban TikTok. And I was like, oh, fuck. The worst person why, you know just made a good point. Why have I been painted into the corner where Rand Paul is making sense? Like, what hell am I in? Well, because it's just, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm looking forward to it actually happening because, like all evil things, we all line up to do that shit. Oh, and yeah. then don't realize until after. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, yeah, motherfucker. They'll never realize, oh shit. Well, they won't. They don't care. Well, yeah, Damn I mean, globalists. I mean, like if you've if you've got, I mean, that would that would essentially kill VPN usage in the United States overnight. Well, only for accessing like Chinese shit I but guess. they think the way it's worded now as well is they can add things to that list whenever the hell they want mm. so it's not necessarily gonna you know, just be China. ah so it's a censor- censorship bill it can be yeah. right if there's something that they don't necessarily up oh, on the list all right all right yeah my foot's like falling asleep you okay We're, oh okay sorry <laughs> a little too close Just keep talking. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, if if you think about it, like, it's only if you're accessing like certain Chinese stuff, right? Well, no. Like, I'm just thinking about it from like an IT department standpoint. Like, um, if if you operate VPNs as part of your business, and you have locations overseas. Well, suddenly you might not want to let any of your U.S.-based employees use the VPNs overseas because you don't want to risk, you know, fines or jail time in for the company, and so you might just cut it off. Right. And, you know, and that's the kind of draconian thing that people will do is is just eliminate the risk. Um, be you know, and just say things like, you know, we're just not going to let you use VPNs. Comcast could say we won't allow any VPN tunnel traffic does, because does Comcast ever want to like completely fix my internet? No. But it's just like, and there's can we can we solve like actual problems? So I was reading about uh, an interesting book um, that I would actually like to to read at some point. Um, What's the name of it? Oh man, I can't remember the name of it. I will, I will endeavor to find it. But um, it, it's a, it's a guy who he, he, he's written a lot of books, and he's kind of he, he talks, uh, he, ta- he's talking about how, or the article about the book said that what he's saying is, we, we, like. Just because certain sectors are thriving and, in, and innovating does not mean all sectors in the world are thriving and innovating. That we have this false perception that because we have cell phones and um, in the internet and all that has, has jumped massively in the last 30 years 
that you know everything in the world has advanced similarly and that's just not true mm-hmm. you know when you look at a lot of other things it's been you know incremental advancements and um if i'm understanding correctly the point of the book is that you know we're we put so much investment in these things that like we perceive to be world changing but they're really industry changing and we should be focusing more on steady you know we should be focusing more on the bigger picture and let's get away from this venture capital world which you know of you huge games well so i think this is this is and, and i will have to get the name of this book and um so Look for I, it. Put it in your notes. Yeah, I'll put it in my. I'll put it in my for the next, next episode. Yeah, I didn't think this would come up, so I didn't note it. But I'll find it and we'll talk about it more. Because what I think is interesting is, I don't think that what has happened to a certain degree with venture capital is bad. It has propelled, you know, the tech industry. But I think what we're getting to is a mature state of tech. So. You know how much, how how much opportunity is left for really making huge advancements or or, or like disruptive technologies um, right now? I mean AI, in or quote unquote AI um, has some huge disruptive potential, but you know it's we talk about it all the time with phones. Like when's the last time there was a big advancement in phones that made us excited? It's just incremental updates. It's a little yeah. faster. The screen's a little better. Camera's nicer. Camera's nicer. Maybe the battery lasts a little longer. It's just, you know, it's become a mature industry. And, you know, in venture capital really thrives where you have big jumps in innovation. When you're, you know, it doesn't thrive as much in in kind of more mature industries that are making incremental updates, that's where you need solid banks that are going to fund, you know, genuinely good business ideas that are stable. And not just, I have a, a scheme I think is going to help me make a lot of money very quickly. Or not even a scheme. It's just something that's unproven. Yeah, uh, scheme. Mm, there's, there are schemes. There are schemes. There are schemes. <coughs> There are schemes, but then there's also just stuff that people bet on, you know, that just um, that could be huge, like the iPod, or that turn out to really not be worth the investment, like um, the Echoes and the Alexas, where, you know, Amazon puts tons and tons of money into that ecosystem on this idea that, you know, by putting an Alexa uh, product in everyone's house, people were going to spend more money on Amazon. They'd find it functional, so they'd be more likely to buy it. And it just, it turned, it's a nice way to turn my lights on. But I don't spend any more money. It definitely turned into a way to just like, 
it, scream at it to play music. Yeah. That's, that's how, what it always was. That's yeah. how we always used it. Yeah. yeah. It was I'm, never like, I was never going to. But I could imagine when you're sitting there and you're Jeff Bezos and his executive team. Oh, sure. Maybe that was the thought. Sure. You know, you've got this idea that, hey, and you're looking at potential. Like you're not, when you're made, when venture capital make these decisions, they're not, they're, 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 they're taking a gamble. Sure. I mean, that's the point. Um, and so it, it's, I think it's, I, I would like to find this book and read more about it because we, we've got it. I'm excited to get past look like what we might one day call the golden age of technology and get to whatever's next where technology for the sake of technology is not, um, <clears throat> does not blind everyone. Oh, speaking of uh, acquisitions and mergers, um, first acquisitions, it looks, it's looking oh, more, yeah. it's looking more and more and more like Microsoft is going to end up being allowed to purchase Activision. Oh, I completely forgot that was a thing. Like more and more countries are approving it or at least um, withdrawing their opposition uh and it's like really I mean, wasn't it always just kind of an inevitability it seemed like it but it did seem like the fcc was giving it some real pushback but now they haven't really said anything in a while and i think what's actually gonna end up happening because there is some sort of drop dead date on the acquisition where like it either has to happen or microsoft has to pay activision like x amount of money and when that date comes i think if the fcc hasn't approved it they're just going to push the Activision anyway, the the acquisition anyway, because the FCC doesn't really have to approve it. it. If there's, you know, if they sue them in court, that'd be one thing. Like it actually gets blocked. But I was going to say, is it the kind of thing where if they just don't say anything, it's like yeah, they don't really, they don't really it. have to approve it, mm -hmm. I guess. But I mean, it's just. From the start, it, honestly, the whole thing, the only thing that's really been accomplished, it seems like to me, is Sony's been drawing a lot of attention to their own business dealings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, and the, the whole idea, too, where they're trying to, they've, they've made another mistake, I think, which is trying to frame it like Microsoft is their only competition and they're not trying, not counting like Nintendo. It's like. That makes it look even worse for you because when you take Nintendo out, you control even more of the console market mm. percentage wise. So I think I think Sony has gotten like, I don't know if I were in charge over there, I'd be really wondering about my lawyers because <laughs> I just think there's been a lot of bad decisions made in terms of how they've combated it. Well, and, and you never necessarily want more scrutiny on your business dealings. Well, and yeah. now you've got stuff like it was like members of the house or something who are definitely being paid by Microsoft what? are are saying that under some trade agreement with Japan, like the the um deals that Sony's been making to like make games uh exclusive to their platforms have been like essentially breaking this trade agreement so if that's true that could be a whole new can of worms they've opened up 
Um, but I don't, I mean. It's like if you're a, a shady, you know, uh, uh, real estate developer and then you run for president and mm. you piss off a bunch of people mm. and then they start really kind of digging into your finances and stuff and mm -hmm. start finding, you know, shit you would rather them not have found. Well. We don't have to talk about No, that. I mean, the, the Trump stuff really, like, to me, it's very um, getting Al Capone on his taxes, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very much got that feel well, to it. And so that that raises an interesting question. Um, you know, it is... There are still a few other... There's the stuff in Georgia, right? Yeah, that's my understanding. And isn't there one other one? Maybe. I don't know. Um, I know for sure there's the one in Georgia because there's audio of him basically telling them to find, what was it, 11,000 votes or whatever they needed. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's interesting. I think you're right, Alex, that, you know, it does raise an interesting question about the ethics of it. Um, of, of, is if this is really trying to rein in Trump via the New York State AG, is that necessarily ethical? Um, now, hang with me for a moment. I'm going to, because if he committed crimes in New York State. Absolutely. I think he should be prosecuted for that. The question I have and I'm curious about um, is where is the where has support come to build this case? You know, has it has it been has there been support that's been given by the feds? Um, has there been any other outside influence and you know what's interesting about it is that um it it seems th they've put a lot in the media on this ag and like that it's just they're making it seem like he's going after him like one-on-one -on -one. yeah but is that kind of the narrative that they want out there probably um what is what and this is just very academic is just is if if this is trying to if this is trying to prevent Trump from running for president or getting the presidency um does that end justify the means if there isn't enough merit to the case and i don't know if there is or not i'm not a lawyer I mean, I have no idea. I would think, you know, writing a, a I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. That's not yeah. what I do. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Which is what makes it, I mean, I think all three of us would agree. We do not want to see Donald Trump anywhere near the presidency. I mean, there's again. a slate of people. I would rather, you know, he's high on there. Yeah. I mean, um, let's see. I would probably take Donald Duck Satan for, no, first Satan would at least be a just ruler yeah I Hades. think so oh Hades would be good 
Well, we got to see who's going to play him in the, uh, in the Hercules live action remake. I, I guess for, <laughs> I, I guess where my, my line of questioning comes from is not in the, not in like some sort of tin hat kind of look at it more of like, is, is what, is what's being prosecuted genuinely just? And if it's not, is that okay? Because God knows Donald Trump hasn't been just. Is I guess it, it depends is it, on how you look at things. Or if you're playing, if there's some manner of dirty play or maybe some bending of perception. But isn't this what Michael Cohen got put away for? I don't understand. I don't know. Well, he's definitely been providing a lot of testimony. Yeah. And what he calls proof. I mean, I feel like... I don't think they're moving forward with anything unless they're well, pretty I've sure heard, they've got I've an ironclad one of the case. things that the... One of the arguments they're going to have to make in court is if it's even legal to try to prosecute him over these things because the statute of limitations has really run out on these crimes... And the argument they're going to have to make is something along the lines of like, well, did he flee New York State? Like, you know, we haven't been able to charge him because he hasn't been here sort of thing, you know? So we, so the timer wasn't really running, even though it was. I don't know. So this... this I guess it depends on precedent, too. This is where kind of my... my what comes to... The question I have is, if if this was somebody else, if this wasn't Donald Trump... Are they going ahead and doing this? Right. Or would it be, oh, the statute of limitations is gone. We can't get them. Or... I still think they're not... Because... And I don't know. Again, I don't know anything about any of this shit. I wouldn't think you're going forward with it. Because you know what he's going to do if he ends up beating this? is just going to turn it into campaign fodder. And then when the next case comes up, because I would imagine they're going to charge him down in Georgia, you know, for attempting to usurp uh, democracy and all that. I don't know, though. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, know. I, I would I, think you're what, not coming forward and charging him unless you're what, what, 100% sure you're going to get him. What I would like to think. Especially what in I, this instance. What I would be dismayed to find, though, is if this was just they're being Petty. encouraged to prosecute and push it forward to make his campaign more complicated, even if they don't think they can win. Well, and also, you know, since this whole thing's come out, he's been raising money like crazy. Yeah. Like his campaign funds are going through the roof. So it's like you're actually generating more money for him. I mean, do we have any documentation behind that, though, or is that just shit that he's saying? No, it's actually happening. Okay. Like there's, it's it was something like I heard it too. I just didn't know if he'd were, raised millions of dollars. Twenty five percent of it was from new donors. I mean, like tons of money. Well, you've got you've got so many people who are convinced that you know this is you know Democrats just trying to suppress. Sure. You know, and and, and you know it you. It, you can be completely right that these people are being manipulated into thinking by a con man, which is true. But if they genuinely believe that the American 
uh, presidency is being held at gunpoint, so to speak, and they're you know they're going to they're gonna they're gonna support it financially. Well, so which is why I really hope. Which is funny because it's like, well, didn't he just do that? He did that, and you guys were all fine with it. But you know, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, it's a, it's all your point of view. Oh no, I know right? that. I'm like, well aware of that. I I just think this my my point being, you bet. Like I really hope. You hope and you have all the ducks in a row. This is for real, and, and this, this is, is for not. Real, and you're doing this, this is not a gameplay. You're doing this correct, because yeah, this could go. It and, could go very bad. And this is, and, and I'm not, and to be clear, I'm not suggesting that it is a gameplay or that it isn't legitimate. What I, it just what what is going on is very concerning. How you like with the reaction that's coming from the right, and how like, although at the same time, it's not nearly as bad as it could have been. Oh, I honestly thought that there were gonna be there was gonna be violence. Yeah. And I well, you've already that... got stuff happening. Like people are posting pictures of that judge's daughter. I well, mean, that's... that's that's scary. Yeah, that's not surprising either, though. Um, and I would hope again that they knew as soon as that happened judge. that this is what's going to happen to you. Yeah, I mean, look, you'd you'd like this is the thing in a perfect world in a fair justice system, which you know we don't have we enough don't for have. the rich anyway. Nope, um, the rich and powerful. You'd like to think that if anyone is doing things to break the law, especially like politicians who should really be held to a higher standard, not a lesser standard like we hold them to here. You know, you'd like to think that charges would be brought, you know, for well, anyone, the whole thing not, is, not, not Republicans, not Democrats, anybody. If Biden is found to have done something illegal, I would like him to be charged as well. Yeah. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you're an asshole and you're breaking the law and you're a Democrat. Yeah. 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 There's, um... I was listening to um, another. Uh, it was another shocker, Tangent Miles uh, podcast where he was. Inter- this isn't all he. He, li- he listens. No, it's he, definitely he listens not. And watches other <laughs> stuff. Alex. No, yeah, definitely it's not, not the only thing. It's not all just running. Sure, there's other course. stuff. As so, he always proves. So, he was interviewing um, a, a a an elite runner who happens to be a philosopher professionally. Um, Honestly, though, that makes fucking sense because you're out there and you're running, and what are you doing? All you can do is think. Yeah. So I let's mean, philosophize, motherfucker. Yeah. Let's go. And it was a really fascinating uh, interview, and they talked a lot of philosophy. And one of the things that she um, uh, she she specializes in ethics, and one of the things that um, she talks a lot about because um, she runs for or she writes for uh, her name's Sabrina Little. She um, she writes for irunfar.com and uh, one of the things she talks about a lot is like the like the, like you shouldn't cheer for for or you shouldn't be a fan of people who are like shitty people but it, for lack of uh, she says it much more eloquently mm-hmm. of course and um, one of the things that she talked about a little bit in that interview was like the concept of like we <laughs> We tend to hold politicians to 
you know, this lesser standard of person just in general. And like one of the, the things that philosophers are trying to kind of figure out is how to, how to reconcile that. How can we get to the place where we can hold a politician to the same standard that we would hold ourselves? Cause we don't like the idea that, um, that the that justice is blind is bullshit. Oh yeah, right. Like completely. I mean, not even like, not even between like two working class people. You know, like I'm white and somebody else is black. <laughs> justice is not blind, but it's especially egregious when you start looking at politicians, and we tend to give politicians a pass on so much and how can we resolve that and you know it, it it's it, there's a it, there's a difficulty to that because as a as you know president of the united states barack obama ordered the assassination of um what's his name um osama bin laden. laden he ordered someone murdered he gets a pass for that because Osama bin Laden was the enemy of the state. And we've given an exception to that. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be able to take out our enemies who, you know, perpetrated the deaths of thousands of people. But, you know, that's the extreme. Right. Right. I was just going to say, yeah. I think a better, well, I can, I like, almost thing would be, like, how many drone strikes were ordered where you're murdering how many innocent people. Well, I mean, I could give you a recent example, like just yesterday, I think, of how like unfairly people view the exact same situation. And that's uh, there was like, you know, in the March Madness stuff for the women's basketball, you had this white girl on Iowa do the you can't see me, Mm -hmm. you know, in a game. And it was just like whatever. Oh, in good fun, you know, whole thing. And then the next game, when a girl, LSU is beating Iowa, and a black girl on LSU does the you can't see me to her, and now she's classless, and everyone loses their mind. Yeah. And it's like, so what's different here other than the skin color? Because it just seems like the skin color is the difference. Well, that's literally all it is. Yeah. You saw it back when uh, I was in uh, uh, taking uh, college, I was in college and taking classes at the time, where... When Katrina happened, and it was like, oh, the white people, they're, uh, have their stuff, they're struggling to survive, and if it was a black person in a photo, it's like, oh, they're looting. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, once it's black people, it's rioting. Well, they're automatically wrong. They're automatically doing something wrong. Exactly. You. I got a oh, couple more topics. You speaking, well, I keep forgetting. Speaking of, uh, you can't see me. Speaking of mergers, there we go. So, Endeavor, owners of UFC, IMG, run by one uh, Ari uh, Emanuel. Um, Is he Jewish? I don't know. I assume so. <laughs> Why are you making? A, we were just talking about not making assumptions about people. <laughs> Just don't, um, just, hey guys, just make sure in the conversation about this, nobody drops a hard J. <laughs> um, they you gotta came, watch the hard J. 
would just be completely innocuous. You'd put a little stank on the J and... So they came along and bought Does WWE. any relation to Rahm Emanuel? I think it's his brother. Is it his brother? I'm pretty sure. Um, fact check. Of course it is. I mean, of course uh, it is. You look, you I will fact that, check, but there's I'm, no way I'm that's not the case. Pretty sure that's his brother. Um, but no, and, and what's interesting is actually on this announcement, WWE stock dropped a little bit because it wasn't a cash purchase. It's a merger. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a stock purchase, I guess. I mean, I'm not an expert on these things. I but works. essentially what's going to happen is, to my understanding, is UFC and WWE are going to become... <laughs> Bob is confirming. Yes. UFC and WWE are going to become one company of which UFC will own 51% of the stock and WWE will own 49%. UFC gets to pick six members of the board. WWE gets to pick five. And Vince McMahon is the chair of the board. Um, Dana White still runs the UFC. Doesn't answer it anyone except Ari Emanuel. Dana, Vince McMahon still runs WWE. Doesn't answer it anyone except Ari Emanuel. But, you know, kind of just going to be, I think what's going on, I mean, honestly, it makes a lot of sense, mm. is you're going to be able to combine these two companies who have a ton of overlap in how they run their businesses and essentially get to probably eliminate a shitload of people to cut overhead, right? Because, yep. you're, because you're not going to need two different staffs to run live events, let's say, you know, or plan out travel or things like that. So you're going to be able to probably cut a bunch of front office people, I would imagine. Um, but, you know, the people who currently own WWE stock outside of Vince probably aren't happy because they were hoping for the big cash payout. Right. And that's not going to happen. Um, and and honestly, what's hilarious to me about the whole thing is Vince is back, baby. And he's just back. I read yesterday He's back running WWE creative. Everything's back to normal yep. in WWE. So I remain steadfast in my decision not to watch. It's just it's just hilarious, man. And in that quote Does Triple H have like a corner that he goes and cries in? <laughs> it's just so funny to me that Vince literally Monday says I'm you know gonna oversee creative but I'm not gonna be in the weeds like I once was and then Monday he's sitting at raw in the gorilla position making changes to the show in the weeds (laughs) this is my surprised face (laughs) it's just so funny man and then that quote he had yesterday and this is this is what it's be this is what it is right to be so untouchable that you could go in public and just say the words you know I've made mistakes in my personal and professional life but you know what did he say like I've made them uh, I've learned from them and I've moved on and say he learned from them <laughs> I think he said something like that did he say like I, I learned from them and moved what exactly on. what he said but well, it was something it's this along whole, those lines. like well we just got to put your head down and a, a mistake was made you know I ruined some lives but hey, what are you gonna do made some money though at the same let's time. move forward and make more Here, money here's that's the all that matters let me just say I've made mistakes obviously both personally and professionally through my 50-year career 
I've owned I've owned, owned up them. to every single one of them, and then I moved on. Yeah. Have your buddy. I don't know about that. Got some nice black hairspray. Got a really bad mustache. What mustache? What is the the with the, you're old? Did you're like cosplay. eighty something. Did some cosplay as M Bison. That was hysterical. You're you're ancient. You're gray. And you ain't fooling anybody. Well, his face is like you so like, like bloated. He looks so bad. And someone's, I mean, like, really, this is the stuff where someone like Stephanie needs to be like, Dad, no. Is she even like, you talking to him anymore? I don't know. It's, it's like, I don't really feel bad for Triple H. Because, like, look, he's set for life. He's good. Oh, sure. But... It does suck to, like, have this crazy old man undermining you at every turn. Because it is funny how, like, I was reading, you know, people were overall really happy with WrestleMania, right? Like, the first night of WrestleMania this year, people were saying it was, like, one of the best WrestleManias ever. Hmm. And there were a lot of good matches between both shows. And I will say I'm interested in, in if you can seek out the, uh, well, I guess we have Peacock. Yeah, you can probably check it out. There. I do want to watch the uh, Zane Owens Versus the Usos. Versus the Usos. Um, but it's like a lot of people were happy with a lot of that show. And then, you know, Vince comes back and he's going to Vince Gotta it. Get and those grimy old man fingers all Raw over was everything. Really weird. And, you know, they had, you know, they had uh, Cody lost to Roman, which didn't surprise me really. Right. Because Roman's just like been beating everyone for a billion years now. But. Then they did this whole thing the next night on Raw. I don't know if you saw this where... I don't pay... I did okay. go on and look at some of the so, results for WrestleMania, but I don't pay any attention anymore. So Cody comes out and he's mad at Roman, you know, oh, you know, whatever the other guy's name is, screwed him over, hit me in the back, you know, let, set you up, I had you beat, yada, yada. And I know you're not going to, you know, give me a rematch for the title tonight, but I challenge you to a tag match, right? And you two do a tag. And then, you know, it was, like, supposed to be, like, you know, slimy Heyman, like, agrees to the tag. But it's, like, you – it can't be – it has to be someone who wrestled on WrestleMania. And if they come out and dare help you with this, they lose the right to challenge Roman for the title. So, so John Cena come out and help? No. So then – No, that's um, true. John Cena doesn't come out and help people. So, he just really works for himself. That's true. I forgot. <laughs> So babyface Brock Lesnar comes out because he's been wearing the cowboy hat, being you know happy go lucky. <laughs> he's Brock been Lesner. wearing the cowboy. Hat. He is. He's been playing babyface Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, that's just that's the signifier. He's got the cowboy hat on. Yeah. Um. No, it looks Brock's great. Was he on Mania? Yeah, he was. Oh. He wrestled Omos, big guy. Who? Some big guy. Oh, okay. He Did beat Brock him. win. Yeah, he beat him. Shock. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and Brock is already, because he lost some match to Roman, he's already barred from challenging for the title. So what does he care? Like, that's in storyline. It's like, oh, I'll come out and fuck with Roman. Sure. So he comes out, you know, him and Cody are shaking hands. He's going to help him. This is like the beginning of the show or something. I don't know exactly when this all happened. The end of the show, they're going to do the tag right when the match starts. Brock grabs Cody, beats the fucking shit out of him, beats him up with the chair, F5 onto the steel steps. Doesn't do it for Roman. Like, Roman's standing there like, what the fuck fuck is happening, right? But he's just doing it because he's crazy-ass Brock Lesnar. And uh, so I guess Brock's back as a heel. But the thing is that it just made me think of when I saw this was, oh, now we've got Vince back in charge, 
we're pushing hard like here's brock my guy destroying someone and who are we doing it to cody rhodes who came back and it's like they do this they would like when like wcw was around they would do this all the time where they would take someone from wcw and then they would push him for a little bit right push him push him push him cody wins the rumble he's going to mania oh he gets fucked at mania so like he didn't really get like hurt by it but it would have been a big reaction if he would have won obviously definitely um especially then, when you know if you do know of like the back uh uh background stuff i mean wasn't one of the reasons he wanted to come back was because he wants to win he the wants title that title right solidify his legacy yeah so yeah and then you have you know brock just destroys him like total destruction like kind of a la what he did to cena like you know 10 years ago or whatever did it that was one delightful summer swing. i think we were actually there for that when he did that at the wasn't it like money in the bank or something it was something like that wasn't that part of that money no, no no it was something else but we were You're there thinking for it. orton was decimating christian no 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 there was there was one with brock and cena and i think we might have been there it might have been here I definitely remember watching it, but um, it was there was SummerSlam that he did that. I wasn't home. You guys may have watched it together. Yeah, I don't know, but I remember I watching anyway. that last match in the Vegas airport. It reminded me a lot of that, but it wasn't a match. It was just like just a sneak attack, decimation, but, right? Um, but it just made me think like, oh, we're doing this is like such a Vince thing where you bring the guy from the competition. You push him, you push him, and then you destroy him to put back and put him back in his place and show like, oh, the competition's one of their top guys. Mm-hmm. He's not good enough to be a top guy here. Right. And that's what it really felt like to me. And maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe six months or a year from now, maybe Cody will be the champion. But to me, it really felt like, oh, you got your little push. Right. And now we're gonna move you back. Down. Like, yeah, that's nice that you got you, because Vince. Never, now we got you under. Now we got you under contract. You never would have thought that Cody would be headlining WrestleMania. I like yeah. Cody. I do. I think he's a great talker. The wrestling's fine, but you never would have thought that back in his last his last run. Right. Nope. You're a mid Carter. Yeah, but he went. He went out and made himself a star. Yeah, but you did away that from WWE. Outside so it of doesn't WWE, count. it doesn't matter. I didn't make you. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I didn't choose you. So now we gotta you gotta come down a couple rungs. And if I was Cody, I'd be I mean, they if you go back there, you do have to delude yourself to thinking that things are gonna be different. If I work hard enough and I show that I can be the guy, it's gonna it'll change. But as long as Brock's still around well, as Roman, long as Roman's there, these bigger dudes, because Cody is not a bigger dude, it's it's not going to be you, man. You might win the title through some fuckery or some, you know, some dumb shit, but you're going to lose it at the next pay-per-view. You're not going to have any kind of a run. Yeah. So not with Vince running things. So it's just funny how quickly it's like, oh, everything's back to normal in WWE. And I guess we'll see... Um. If anything's affected in WWE going forward, because obviously a big part of making this sale or merger happen is that, you know, they were heavily cutting costs Mm -hmm. and they might have to cut costs even more. Because remember when Endeavor got created and bought UFC, they took on a mountain of debt to make that happen. 
So I don't know if they've had to take on more debt to make this happen or exactly what the deal is, but... I would imagine any debt that WWE... I don't know if they were operating with any debt because they've been making no, money hand over fucking fist not. lately. Yeah, you'd probably be surprised. Well, that's what they I'm saying. There might be that. some there, but I have no idea. But you still have a ton of wrestlers under contract, so you could probably start cutting people again. Well, and God knows Tony Khan loves to just sign everyone and never use them. So. <laughs> yeah, it'll come back and bite you in the ass eventually, too, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, honestly, of all the various, I mean, like you were joking, Bob, it's like, well, it's better than the Saudis buying them. <laughs> it's, like, it's true. I mean, it is. I I honestly would have liked to see someone buy them who would have just forced Vince out. Like, just would have been, like, someone who can't just endlessly, like, wouldn't want to just endlessly absorb negative PR, like a, you know, like, Comcast obviously gets a lot of negative PR in certain ways, but I don't think they would just, like, look the other way on someone having, like, sexual misconduct allegations against them. Well, and my guess is, you know, when Vince was looking for a buyer... He was probably looking for one where he could still be involved. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. Now, I would be very surprised. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Endeavor has a a plan to get Vince out baked in. He could. You know, he's chairman of the board, but they've got the majority, right? So... And well, I and feel is like it, the majority is it one of, the, of those, like, you know, how long do you get to be chairman? Is there any, like, limits on how long he can be that or well, how long they can't I make mean, changes for? You, it's, if you've got the voting. It's all going to depend on what rules they set up. But, right. I mean, if you've got the if you've got the voting, if you've got 51% of the stock, you've got the majority of the board. Really, it's just a matter of how loyal are your board members. And then you can do whatever you want. And they might let Vince go a while. They might let it roll until, you know, there's another big gaffe or they think he's, they could be making more money without him. My guess is they're not going to want to rock the boat on that, at least at first. Um, But, you know, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think they'll, there will be, a super high tolerance for it. Well, and I, I would also imagine like if Vince were to suddenly try to get involved in like UFC's day to day, Dana White would probably be like, you got to get this crazy old fuck out of here. Like he's driving me well, crazy. Yeah. And I mean, but you're also talking about an industry with fighters and these are people who regularly beat their wives um, are generally scummy human beings. Well, sure, but I'm just saying, like, we what we know, it's like Dana White's no saint. He got caught in public slapping his wife recently. Yeah, but lovely. Well, yeah. So they they don't. That care. was a whole thing. I mean, she slapped him first, and then he slapped her back, which obviously he shouldn't do. Well, she also shouldn't hit him. But right. yeah, let's not. But they don't care about that. Yeah, nobody gives no, shit. No, it's just about as long as you're successful. And 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 I think much like. The, the whole aura around Vince McMahon, right, is he's the only one who knows how to do professional wrestling. And I think that's been disproven, you know, by the fact that Tony Khan's been very successful mm-hmm. and Triple H, for the time he's been given, has been doing just fine. 
Well, I think right. through various long-running indies too. It's not sure, and that's a but on a big It's level. a different beast, sure. Um, but you're not the no. This whole, but, I'm the one. I'm the great man. Fuck off. No. But but much like but much like uh, Vince McMahon has that aura about him in business circles for some reason. I think Dana White also has that going for him, right? Where he's very much, as long as Ari Emanuel wants him in that job. He's in yeah. that job. Well, as long as you're making money for him and, and the board and the staff right. members. Because I think very much it's that same want. feeling of like Dana White is the only one who knows how to do this. And, you know, we don't want to end up in a boxing situation where like boxing's totally fucked and nobody cares about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of Ari Emanuel, and uh, as we noted before, I did confirm he is part of the... Uh, Rahm Emanuel uh, trifecta of brothers. So there, there is a third Emanuel brother um, who happens to work at the NIH, National Institutes of Health. And so you've got, you know, uh, businessman Ari scumbag, surely. Um, you got Rahm Emanuel scumbag. We know that. Uh, the brother that works for the National Institute of Health is interesting because, I mean, he's obvious, he's been very successful in his career as well. Um, you know, certainly does not have the, the, uh, as much wealth as his other brothers, but sure, you know, um, that's not everything, but he actually, it's just most of it. Yeah. But he, he, Interestingly, has a bit of controversy about him in that he, I remember this from a, a while back, he said something to the effect of like, after 80 years old, you're basically useless. Um, You work at the... Exactly. National that was the Institute controversy. Like, they're like, this, wow, is, man. this is somebody, and, and I mean, what he said is like, after the after the age of eighty, the vast majority of people decline to such a degree that they're not productive. You know, they're not adding value to society. Yeah, anymore. but that's really shitty. You shouldn't like. Oh, you're only value. Oh, oh, you're only worth what you can give to society. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you just die. Because God forbid, oh, I'm not working myself to death. Like, how about I just enjoying my twilight years? Suck a dick. Sorry, that got me all hot. Go ahead, continue. But, so, it, so that, yeah, I mean, he, he, he I, I think, I think what he said was taken out of context to, to, um, to, uh, to destroy him. To do all the, yeah, to try and hurt him because he's an Emmanuel brother. But um, <laughs> do you think he sits there sometimes and he's just like, "You fuckers aren't making it easy for me." I could have been so rich. Ugh, you pricks. Um, but you know, it, 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 so there was this like, okay, he, but he's he's in a position where he could be influencing policy and, and making decisions, and if he doesn't think that people over eighty are deserving of care, like that's concerning. A little bit. Well, um, speaking of, I was reading the other day that uh, the way things are currently heading. Uh, Social Security and Medicare won't be able to um, 
cover things like hospital visits in the next like three years completely. So. This is see. This is why. This is why I am. I genuinely do not believe I will ever see retirement. <laughs> oh, unless, unless something you hit, unless you hit oil or something. On something, unless something like massive changes, probably well, not. Maybe if we start taxing the rich fucks. Right. I don't know. Why would we? Why they're job creators? Why would we do that? How? dare you sir <laughs> how dare you suggest i apologize that people pay their own their their fair share this is america well don't you know that when elon musk pays like 0.5 percent income tax that he's really paying more than anybody else yeah thanks elon speaking of um there's been more debacle at twitter um Again, this is my shocked face shocked face um so they rolled out is this it, the Doge stuff. I haven't seen the Doge stuff. It's fairly recent, but go ahead. Um, the latest that I saw was the the checkmark debacle, oh, I, where so I guess they came up with tiers. Like businesses would have to pay a thousand dollars a month, and they get a gold checkmark. Person p- individuals could pay eight dollars, and they get the blue checkmark. And then government entities presumably for free i don't know they get a gray check mark there's no way it's free whatever whatever it is right um <clears throat> but you know absolutely nobody wants to pay for it so um like they've started like the new york times had their gold check mark removed because they they wouldn't pay and no um well whatever shall we do well and in this because you've already invalidated the check marks by being able anybody can pay for one. So, well, this this was an interesting kind of thought problem in my because if I, I would think if you're paying a thousand dollars a month for an official like for a business one, there's some sort of validation on that, like eight dollars a month to validate any any person. That's not enough money. Like to validate a person costs more than costs way more than that. Um, so that yeah, that was always going to be bullshit. Um, but people because well, it wasn't validating. It was just anybody can you can just pay and have a paycheck a, a paycheck. Right, a you just get a check mark. It doesn't matter. Right, I could go on and say I'm fucking Truman Capote and get a, a check mark and oh ooh, look I'm verified. Right, yeah, no, it, it, it's complete bullshit. Right. Um, Truman Capote. It was a good poll. It was a poll. It was a good poll. He did though. Oh, so is Seymour. Uh, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. It was a great movie. Did you see that movie? I did see that movie. Wonderful. It movie. was a very good movie. Um, who played Harper Lee? I can see her face. <sighs> get, finish your thought because we are going long, and Alex looked like he wants to. Yeah. Die. Anyways. Um, no, I'm fine. Um. So yeah. So people were bemoaning, though, that, well, we might not know that this is the New York Times official channel. And it's like... Catherine Keener. Ah, that's right. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and defend Elon and how he's managing Twitter because he's doing a terrible job. But if the New York Times want you to know that they're the this is their official channel 
they could pay the fee. Maybe a thousand bucks a month is too much, but well, also you could just—I mean, if you're really worried about you know making sure it's the New York Times official Twitter, you could just go to their website and like, and presumably they link their own Twitter somewhere, or they have through. a page that says these are our official accounts, right? Like, yeah, but no one. This is this is one of these things. No one ever wants to do the extra step anymore. Right. Like, everyone just wants it handed to them. It's like, goddamn, back in my day, you know, we had to fucking check sources. We don't do that anymore. Well, they never really did that. <laughs> That's a myth. Pure journalism's a myth. But I will say, though, you could, like, open up a newspaper and be fairly confident or watch the news and be fairly confident that you were getting the truth-ish adjacent i mean can't we just get to the point where people stop using twitter like come on let's just let's get I, the next thing going come to tumblr well here's the, here's, here's the thing about there's twitter only porn on tumblr there's nothing there's, else just there, like twitter twitter there are people who really enjoy twitter that the yeah, genuine fuck, fuck those the people. gen that genuinely like it so there is a market for it i will tell you though since having deleted it I don't miss it. My mental health is, is has never been better. No, I don't miss it at all. I mean, I, I get really annoyed when people send me tweets, and then it's like, um, you know, it's like, well, I don't have Twitter, and I don't want to, it's whatever. But it's like that with TikTok too. Don't send me TikToks. I don't have TikTok. Send him more TikTok. I'm not. Gonna I've never me. sent him a TikTok. Well, I know. If, you, I know I'm you. Not, have I'm not speaking if, to if you. If you, if you, if you, well, if like, if let's say on Reddit, someone links a tweet with some news that I know Bob would find interesting, I link that to him. So just deal with it. I don't have the Twitter app. I just click the link. Yeah, I know. But it's, it, you know, there is a market for it. I just, it's just so overhyped. Um, and, you know, if you as a brand uh, want to be verified, and you want people to know that this is your account, well, then you might have to do some extra steps on your end or you got to pay the fee. Like, I, I don't, like, some of the comments I've seen are like, well, Twitter should be verifying that these accounts are who they say they are. And I don't necessarily agree with that. You don't pay anything for Twitter. They're just giving an open forum. What right do you have? I think have? if you're concerned about, and I know he isn't, he doesn't care. If you're concerned about it being who they, who it says it is and it being, you know. I mean, look at what happened with that, that one fucking pharmaceutical company. Oh, that was the best. Oh, it was hysterical because fuck that pharmaceutical company. And it ultimately led to them limiting the or putting a cap on the price of uh, insulin because they lost so much fucking market uh, cap but it, it's anybody can get on here and say oh i'm you know so and so and i love diddling kids or some nonsense you could say some really like defamatory and like shit that can mm-hmm. you know fuck somebody up and it's oh well it's I mean, I, I agree with you, though, Bob. It's like... Uh, I'm not saying that you're wrong. It's just I don't know that there's a, a, a right, a good solution. Aside from just don't use the fucking platform anymore. Well, that, that is the best solution. But if you're going to use it and you want to have... If you want to be verified, 
I don't necessarily I'm not necessarily against the idea that like oh you should pay at least a one time fee to be verified because in theory someone has to go like look at the Twitter and verify that it's run by There's someone in a certain company work involved like to a do monthly sure. a monthly fee for a thousand dollar monthly fee for a check mark is fucking horseshit I mean it is it is, it is. why well, just because what are what are you putting in that's worth a thousand dollars a month from a Twitter ooh, endpoint? Ooh, ooh. Who's okay? Big, big how much bug. is it worth to you? <laughs> I don't how much know. It, how much I'm, is it worth? What to I'm keep saying your name is, clean? if we if we if we're what I'm what did saying, you just say? how much is it worth to keep your name clean? If but you're you in your room, I if was you're like, what? if you're the New York <laughs> Times, look on his face right now. Well, no. Businessman Bob. I, I No, seriously. No, that train's no. never late. This is like, no, it's <laughs> not that. It's like Dr. Robotnik Bob or something, like twirling his fucking mustache. How much is it worth to you to keep your name clean? <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's the question that's got to be answered. Well, the no, ultimate but, answer is it's worth whatever people will pay for. Right. Sure, of course. But what I'm saying is... If we're making the argument that we're like, how many times do you need to verify a fucking Twitter? Like if we're, if someone verifies that it's my Twitter, okay, it's my Twitter. Like you don't need to verify monthly that it's my Twitter. You might need to, <laughs> if you want to use Twitter and that's what they're charging, then you have a choice. You can sure. either pay it or not. Yes. Please don't use it. That's my number one argument. Please everyone stop using Twitter so hopefully Elon can lose a shitload of money. I mean, that would be great. It's not going to happen, but. Sure. It, I, is, it is amazing just like being the, the, the American businessman who's just like nothing ever goes wrong. Like it doesn't matter how bad you fuck up. You're so rich. It just doesn't matter. And that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's so insidious because they they got it figured out because, you, you know, as as great as it is to to revel in Elon's you know misery, what he's going through right now, by all accounts. But the only reason several he- thousand people have lost their livelihoods. Well, that you have, you know, where every time we 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 we're joking about it, where more people are we're celebrating fired. these people's sure. lives being destroyed. But, but well, we're also- I don't know that I'm celebrating those people's lives being destroyed. I, 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 more than anything, I'm. I don't know where I'm going with that thought. I think what uh, I think the reality is is that the worst part of Elon buying Twitter isn't the people's jobs being lost. I mean, obviously that sucks for those people, but let's be honest, I don't care about Joe Schmo off in California. They'll be okay. Will they though? <laughs> Someone they'll get true. a job somewhere. Not with all these other places doing these massive layoffs. Well, look, then you guess you got into the wrong field. Business, big businessman Alex. Who's oh, big businessman business Alex now? Over here. Who is the voice, the consistent voice of the people? <gasps> Special guest, Joey Beatty enthusiast, Erica. Look, all I'm saying is, much like Bob is arguing that you don't have, the New York Times doesn't have to use Twitter, they could just not use it. Well, guess what? Twitter doesn't have to employ five billion random engineers. They should just fucking die and decrease the surplus population. I, I, I mean, I do. There, there is a good argument to be had that that Twitter did have too many people on payroll. Um, 
now the way that Elon went about cutting people willy nilly honestly was very chaotic. I don't even know what all those people were doing to tell you the truth because Twitter other than like a few like I call it like on fucking destiny every once in a while when it comes to PVP they like move the fucking blocks around but everything's basically the same and that's what Twitter is like every once in a while they would like play with like the fucking algorithm a little bit or they'd play with the visual language of the website a little bit but really Twitter is pretty much the same as it's always been you know like, Alex what is all... like two steps away from saying that Elon's a genius. No, but but I'm not talking about all that. But what I'm saying is, what is seriously, you guys? I don't. I've never used Twitter because I've knew fucking uh, at least a decade ago all this social media stuff was a colossal waste of time. But you guys did use Twitter. What changed about it over time in terms of like not like people how they act on uh, on it or you mean like the, the the actual interface the actual website the app i mean you get the cursory ui changes that happen on anything right sure where we change the appearance sure but what are like ten thousand people working on mostly buying and selling ads <laughs> so i mean that's the thing it's like i don't feel bad for the salesperson i don't and you know, the truth I'd like to be heartless. introduced as hero of the proletariat. Hey, going listen, forward, please. Listen, voice of the proletariat, feel, voice of the voiceless. If you I will, feel, I feel like my position has always very firmly been that I do care about the people. Um, I just think we need a better relationship. We need to f- rewind to we, like what was it? Was it the Game of Thrones writers that he was like, I don't care about the Game of Thrones writers. <laughs> I'm going to go back and find that clip. They don't deserve my money. I'm going to find that clip. It wasn't, I don't care about them. Bob says that he cares about the American worker. They don't have, they have no right to my money. They have to earn my money. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the quote. That's pretty sure it was. I've made this clear before. Alex doesn't care about people. Oh, absolutely. You're goddamn right I don't. (laughs) I've said it before on this podcast. I, like every other human on the fucking planet, do not give a flying fuck about anyone that I don't directly interact with. So, I mean, at least it's honest. That's that's every human. That's every human when you break it down. When a school shooting happens, I don't care. If someone ha- if someone gets shot that I know or is at a school shooting that I know, okay, now I care. School shooting in fucking wherever in California or something, I don't care. I just pick a state. <laughs> Yeah, any state, any state, it doesn't matter. I don't care, just like everyone else doesn't care, because if we cared, we would elect people who would do something about it. So since we're not, and well, we don't we change do care our... for children, we're stopping the, the drag queen story hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got to get the fucking made-up pedophiles. That was where the deaths were really happening. Yeah, it's always the drag queens that are out to get people. It's the fucking transgender people. Oh, those de- those demons. They've, they've had it easy for too long. We got time to write up those bills. They've had it easy for too long. <laughs> yeah i've got three more i think quick hits. i'm not i'm not done on my oh, rant are you not done no ranting. Oh, ranting listen, listen are we gonna sit here and act like do you care school shooting happens in oklahoma do you care i think there was a point in time that i did i used to care i'm, I'm so I'm desensitized, I'm desensitized. To it. i don't care do you care no, but okay. I will say that I do care about. I mean, what, what am I doing about it? I mean, that probably says more about me as a fucking person than anything. But I do care about this 
trans stuff that bothers me a lot. Well, sure. I care in the sense that I think these people are being unfairly prosecuted and fucked around with when they already have a hard enough existence as it is. So you do care. And I think they should be left alone. But what I'm saying is like, I care that there's all these evil fucking politicians who have like clearly nothing useful to do. You know, like we can't spend any time working on anything that actually matters to better people's lives. So we're going to do things to make people's lives worse because it's a win in the column of our side. It come. I think what it what it really comes down to is everything's the culture wars. It, it's it's not. Everyone has a very limited amount of uh, bandwidth ba- or empathy bandwidth. Sure. Right. And at, at the end of the day, you can only do. Th- you can only really change things that you are within your power to change. So. Like the the idea, like um, that I don't care about a school shooting. On the surface, that's true. There's a shooting. There was a shooting in Nashville. If we're not going to do anything about it as a society, we're going to continue to sit back and and say thoughts and prayers, and we're not we're not going to elect leaders that are going to do something about it. I am not going to continue to give my emotional bandwidth to the to that problem anymore. Yeah. You know, I will do what I can to protect my daughter and my family and and stay as safe as I can be and I will continue to try to vote for people who I think are at least in that right lane, but I'm not going to spend time like mourning the continuous bad things happening across the country, and and that and that's always been true to to to, to very. This is why we we still use iPhones, even though everything we hear is that they basically have slave labor conditions in these factories. It's because you can't. There's there's really not much you can do about it. And if there's nothing you can do about it, there's no point oh, in spending energy. Oh, you as the individual energy. person can do about it. Right. Well, and here's, the, here's an example. This is like the type of thing I would not, like, let's say tomorrow, boom, I go adopt a kid, okay? Alex is a father now in this scenario. Are they psychic? That'd be pretty sweet. It'd be pretty fucking rad. <laughs> Hopefully my uh, wife would be an assassin. That'd be really rad, well, too. Well, it needs to be a fake wife, but then, like, a friends-to-lovers situation. Right, exactly. Very the relationship Very builds. important. Yeah. Very important. And the child is just having the time of their lives. I'm actually Does the secret- wife know how to cook? No. You gotta okay. have a rad dog as well. No, if you borf. eat anything she cooks, you're probably gonna die. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> One of the things that kills me the most recently when I read about them is the active shooter drills. And if I were a parent, I don't know if they notify parents that they're doing these stupid active shooter drills, but I would yank my kid out of school that day. Anytime there's an active shooter drill, my kid's not going to be there because fuck that bullshit. What are we going to do? We're, we're just traumatizing our children for no fucking reason. Yes. <laughs> like, it's stupid. Because talk I, to a teacher who's done it. It's, Yeah. I'm it, sorry. Honey, what were you I say? I think this is one of those unfortunate things where, and, and I I honestly haven't read up on it 
enough to have an informed decision. Like my gut reaction to it is, oh my God, that's terrible and it's traumatizing. But my the other part of me has to ask, you know, if if you don't do the drills and there is an active shooter and you don't know what you're doing, are you putting your child at risk by not having them participate in it? What I would just ask, though, is this just a duck and cover situation, though? I don't know what it entails. I don't know either. I just know I've, I know to some teachers like, and they say it's fucking horrific, but... Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's terrible. But I does mean, it actually help? Yeah. It, it, is there is there a point to it? One of the things that um, after, after Sandy Hook, um, a lot of... Uh, th- there was something that did come out of... Um, kind of the more uh, reaction, or like the what what can you do? And they started talking about, you know, architecture that would make it more difficult for shooters. And while my gut reaction to it is that's terrible, like this is how we're solving the problem instead of actually trying to stop guns. Um, if we're not going to stop guns, if we've just decided as a country we're not going to stop guns, unfortunately we might we are faced with the reality that we might need to embrace those kinds of solutions. Well, for our own with, personal safety. The thing with that is, though, the, that's the, the finger thing. Okay, what the architecture is going to change? That costs money. Mm-hmm. They willing to spend the money to do that? Uh, I mean. <clears throat> Money creates jobs, so people are people are going to be willing to do it. I mean, it's it's it's, it's I, a I, cynical I don't know that it's that perspective. That but. yeah, I think most communities are are and maybe they will. I don't know. I'm just thinking the worst of humanity here. But we have a school. I'm not building a new school. I don't think it's tear down a school and rebuild it just for implementing this new kind of architecture. But it's the kind of thing that. If you are building a new school, well, what kind of architecture would facilitate, you know, better safety in the the event of an active shooter? And it's an uncomfortable topic to discuss because it's it's frustrating to be in the situation where no one is doing anything about the clear problem, right? The two clear problems, really. Right. So you're forced to. So okay, we got to get creative with our solutions until. Something is done. Right. And until, you know, because it's one of those things where we're going to have to work with these options that are the only thing that we as a society seem to be willing to go with until we we prove out very definitively that these don't work either. Leave it that. Unless you get people in who have some fucking courage to actually do something. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. No, it's just kicking dice, just thoughts and prayers. And let's kick it. We can't do anything. I can't do anything. No, so there's, there's clearly something here that you can do. You just get a lot of money from people who don't want yeah. you to do my that. favorite. My favorite is when people say, well, they don't want to use up their political capital. Yeah. Like, then what do you when does the political about? capital get used? When does that come due? Yeah. Just out of curiosity. What what big legislation are we using this on? Yeah. Now you're cowards. And that's all it is. And you don't give a shit. But I would want to know, are these drills, like I said, is it a duck and cover situation? Is it a, from the, being from the Midwest, go sit in the hallway, that'll keep you safe from the tornado. <laughs> well, and like, that's the thing. A tornado drill doesn't bother me, because it's like, one, it's literally just like, huddle in the hall and pray. 
But well, it's like a fire two, drill. It's something which that... is probably what the active shooter drill is as well. Not in the hall, but in the classroom. But um, it's like a tornado is an act of God. You have no control. If a tornado decides it's going to land on a fucking school, it's landing on the school. And it is what it is. We have control over the active shooters. We choose not to do anything mm-hmm. about it. That's a different scenario that we have a, as a society have created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I think the problem, the problem that I think we run into sometimes or a lot with this is we get, we get bogged down in being um, frustrated and depressed by the situation and that gets in the way of us working on, again, the things that we have some level of control over. You know, how to prepare in the event that an active shooter situation does happen where you are. What are you going to do? What's your plan? Oh, the shitty thing is, Bob, every time I go to that play with my mom, mm-hmm. we sit in the same fucking seats. Every time I walk in there, literally since this shit has become like a thing, mm-hmm. I'm imme- it's the first thing I think of when we sit down. How am I getting mom and I out of here? Yeah. And that's fucked up. It's exceptionally and fucked it's terrible. up. Because but you, can't, that's... you can't just, or every time we go to the movies. But that's something that you can do. Sure. But, but it is exceptionally fucked up that I have to think that way. I don't disagree with you. And as an American, and and right, I'm not saying that you do. Yeah. I'm just saying that's very fucked up. And I don't know if other people do that. Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm just riddled with anxiety. But every time I go to the movies, Mm -hmm. like literally, like when we were at the movies a few weeks ago, did we talk about how we saw John Wick? No. Did we just talk about that with you? We haven't talked about diminishing it returns. It was a little boring. Don't bother. But it's it's as we're already going long. It's it's just I shouldn't have to do that. Like when we went to that uh, uh, parade downtown for Christmas. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm standing there, I'm looking up at the the rooftops because of that shit that happened in Highland Park a few years ago or last year. Yep. So I don't get to be comfortable. Ever when I'm out in public. Cool. Yeah. And... Because it could literally happen anywhere. Yeah. And that's... I think that's exceptionally shitty. And I don't think anyone here would disagree. No, and I think... um, I think that's... That's kind of... The, you know... If you stop going to stuff, if you or you severely curtail it, you don't want to be in public, um, you know, economic impact's the only thing that would affect it. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you as a, you as a, as a citizen in the United States are basically for, faced with a question. Become agoraphobic or just deal scared. Or deal with the risk. And, and that's shit. It sucks. And it's the same, you know, it, it's a very, it's it's a it, it kind of to tie back to the beginning of this podcast and my fear of flying you know the odds of you being shot you know 
are very small, but they're not inconceivable. It happens in towns all across the country thousands of times a year. It's way more than anyone that dies in a plane crash. Well, and the what's the they're the number one killer of school age children now. Yep. Gun violence. Yep. So neat. But yeah, I mean, but you know, we it's just so it's, it's frustrating because there's a very clear solution that has worked in the past, but we can't do it anymore. Because uh, a select group of people have decided, nah, we're not doing anything about it. Yep. Because we want to make more money off of your fear and your... But, I mean, and honestly, the reason I don't want to talk about this anymore is because there's nothing we can do about it. Oh, we don't, well, we've been talking in circles for like 15 minutes, and I've yeah. just been getting steadily more depressed. Have you ever read the Dragon Ball Z uh, manga, Alex? I have not. I didn't know if you were uh, uh, looking down. If you'd like to borrow the first few volumes, you're more than welcome. I've got enough on my plate. Now that you don't know the story like by heart by now, what were your other topics, Bob? Let's Uh, lighten this shit up a little bit. All right. We'll we'll hit these pretty quick because it is I'm pretty sure we're over three hours at this point. Yeah, we are uh, when you factor in the first recording. Um, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This was one seamless it was, recording. It was going to be seamless. He just fucked the whole thing up. I mean, he you could go clean, in there and I cut this bit cut. out. No, I can't. You could. No, but I can't. He's not paid enough for that. <laughs> so <laughs> just having to splice the there, two there pieces of again. audios together. Hero of the working work. man. Yeah. Pay him more. So then he'll do the job. So um. Uh, you know, I came. I came back uh, from a trip on Sunday, and um, when I got uh, when I got in, um, I Ubered home, and I I mean, I had an expectation of about forty to forty five dollars. I didn't think to ask how bad the Uber was. It's like a hundred. The base was fifty six okay. plus tip, so it was you know at the end of the day, it was still cheaper than ha- if I had paid in or I parked in uh, economy lot, which is fifteen dollars a day because I was gone for four days. Is economy fifteen bucks a day now? Yes. Fuck. Did you look into what it would be if you scheduled one of the taxis to pick you up? No, because I will never step foot in a taxi again. What happened with the taxi? So, <laughs> my gut reaction was to say something stupid, but there is actual precedent behind this. We were going, this is a while ago, we were living in the city and we were driving, we were going to, I think it was a, a rehearsal dinner, wasn't it? Yeah. And we get in the cab and we're like, you know, Vegas, wherever. We start going, and then we get there, and we're like, oh, we're going to pay with our card. Because, you know, that's a thing that you do. And he was like, oh, the card machine's broken. And we were like, well, I don't know what the fuck you're going to do then. Do you have, like, a... He's like, I'll drive you to an ATM. Because I, I only, I'm only going to take cash. I can only take cash. And it was like, okay, your thing isn't broken. You clearly just don't want to pay the card charge. But, like, come on, man. Really? Yeah. So that has soured us on taxis. Correct. 
Okay. So, uh, fuck taxis. Uh, I, I mean, I Uber isn't to, like great either by no, any stretch. But no, but you know, it's more transparent and it's at least clear. Um, but also, uh, I I came back. Um, uh, I was originally supposed to take the red eye, but I got on standby for an earlier flight and was able to get in. And honestly, there probably would have been surge pricing if you came in early on a Monday. Yeah, probably. So, um, but so. It still was cheaper than if I had parked in economy. However, the caveat to that is that Erica dropped me off at the airport. So if you account for tolls and Erica's time and gas. gas and my time is very valuable. You know, sure. it's economy would have been, uh, you know, would would have been more cost effective what economy wouldn't have been i wanted to try and i wanted to get to the airport like leave for the airport as late as possible you wanted to be able to just walk through and get right on the plane because you don't like to sit and let the anxiety build well that and i was working that day too so i was like trying to work as late as i possibly could so but so wait what if in that scenario suddenly you have an issue at the airport and you're like delayed even 15 minutes like how much time are we talking you left yourself to get on the plane you had more than an hour i had plenty of time oh okay i thought you meant like he's not rolling up with like 15 minutes to get to the gate no no i mean my the inbound flight that to fly out um was delayed or was it was 15 minutes get late getting in, so I had a little more. I didn't have a ton of cushion. Like, I got to the gate. Yeah, but gate. you saw that when we were in the car. Yeah, I mean, I got to the gate, like, maybe 10 minutes before boarding would have started, which is perfect. It's enough time for me to take a Xanax, drink some water, and get ready to get on the plane. Um, and that's ideal. But, you know, if, if, I had, if I had gone to economy parking, I would have had to leave the house Probably at least 45 minutes earlier. You got to give yourself at least like two and a half hours yeah. then. So, just because the buses and but, all that shit. But, I mean, like, the the cost of Uber to go to the airport, like, unless, like, just doing the math, and that wasn't even like surge pricing. That was just what it was. Like, that by itself tells me, like, I would have to be gone, like, what like a week eight days yeah before it's worth it to uber over well because it's like one of those things where it was like when it first came out it was like oh this is a great idea it's like little like it's better than a taxi whatever and then the price slowly creeps up and it yeah i mean i i was like perfect i would have been perfectly fucking taking credit cards at 40 or 45 dollars i was like Okay, sure. Whatever, but sure. you know, it, up at sixty dollars plus. What? You know, right. Then you start. Now it's like, oh wow. So, okay. Anyway, Quick hits. What else you got? So that was one. Um. The next one is uh. So General Motors has decided it really never wants my money. Um, they have decided, and not that I ever plan to give them my money in either, but um, on. Uh, they announced the other day that um, they are no longer going to support uh, Apple CarPlay or Android Automotive uh, in their cars. But are they just going to do their own thing? Yes. Yeah, that'll work. 
um, because they want their own subscription service. Sure. And I just... Is this going to go along with the car, the heated seats subscription service? Probably, right? That one chaps. Everything just just always is like getting worse. This deal gets worse all well, the it's, time. Well, it's just, it's the nickel and diming of everything. It's right? horse armor. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Well, hey, you want your way. ass to be warm, so okay, I'm going to pay for it. Well, that's another one. Paying a subscription fee to unlock the ability for your car to have heated seats is so ridiculous. Yes. Like, a one-time fee would be, again, one thing. If we're just going to, like, build the capability into all cars so they have one standard production run, and then we're going to unlock features based on how much you spend... That's one thing. Because essentially, there's no difference, right? Like, if from whoever's angle, GM, they manufacture one car 50,000 times. I'm just making up a number. Sure. And instead of having, like, before, there might have been, like, the, you know, the LE version or the CE version or whatever that comes with various trim or radios or whatever, you know. And instead, one car and then you pay a fee to unlock higher packages Mm -hmm. that'd be one thing but But subscriptions to unlock basic features is fucking ridiculous yeah completely agreed i mean and i don't even know said was i have navigation on here i'm not paying for navigation on your car well and also those navigate those things always suck they're always out of date. They yep. don't work well. You got to update with a like, CD. The reason stuff like Google Maps is great is because they're updating it all the time. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? Maybe and they're GMs, pulling all this data. Maybe GM's service will update more frequently. But it, if it's not Google, you know, and I think the idea is that they want they want other companies to write apps to go on their tab because they're using Android. Like their in dash navigation is Android. Okay. Um. So in theory, like it could have Google Maps, but you're gonna have to subscribe to GM service to unlock the capability of using apps on that tablet. No. Essentially, <laughs> it's kind of my understanding. So it's like, no, I'm just not fucking gonna do that. Like, your car company make a fucking car and let me plug. Like, I will. Like, I would put an aftermarket head unit in. That allows Apple CarPlay before it, like, oh, yeah, you know, like it, it, it's just, I'm and that, and that is genuinely going to, would like, I actually remember I've never liked GM, I've never ever liked GM products. Um, I remember at the auto show, I sat in a bolt and I said, I actually don't hate this. You like, did say that, cause... I was actually surprised, but. This in and of itself is no, enough of a deal not. killer for Fuck me. No, I I've driven in cars that have CarPlay, and I love it. It's so much easier. I love being able to plug my phone in. It brings up the navigation. I can control Spotify, and I can put my phone down and really truly ignore it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like, don't fuck with that. We don't have to disrupt everything. All right, quick hits. Next hey, one. I got a quick hit. You told me there was going to be something related to you spending money. I have a feeling that's probably his last quick hit. Well, this it? was this is this is the last the last topic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, Alex, how much do you think it would cost to run a 220 volt line from my 
electrical box, which is over in the back corner there to the garage. What electric car are we buying? <laughs> We're looking. We're looking at the uh, the Nissan Leaf. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Keep talking. <laughs> it's like I got to look this shit up. So while I was uh, away for the weekend, um, I had the opportunity to uh, borrow my friend's car. Uh, she has a Nissan Leaf. And uh, I drove it around uh, all day on Saturday and then, um, you know, around with her um, Friday and Sunday a bit. And I really liked it. I was really surprised at how nice it was, um, especially at the price point. Um, you know, it has Apple CarPlay. <laughs> it has heated seats that don't have a subscription. Um and, um, you know, it just, it drove really nice. And like, it was weird. It was the first time I actually had the opportunity to drive an electric vehicle, um, that wasn't a, a golf cart. And, <laughs> uh, I mean the pickup, uh, like the acceleration's phenomenal. Oh, they, yeah, they go. Like it was unreal. And, uh, I <laughs> thought it was surprisingly spacious. Um, car and driver says the Chevy bolt is better. Yeah, but I'm not going to buy Chevy, so. I will say this this Leaf looks like, just from exterior design, looks nice. The ones that came before it were holy shit ugly. Yes, they like, were. I agree. Holy shit. And I that's what was wouldn't in. Wouldn't be caught dead. That was in my mind when I was thinking about the Nissan Leaf was like, oh my God, that was such an ugly vehicle. But the, the new version is. No, the, what we were looking at yesterday, I thought it's a cute, it's a cute looking car. Are you talking about the, the 23 or are you talking about something else like the 22 or something? Um, we were looking at the 23. Okay. I think with an EV, I'm buying new, brand new, like, yeah. especially with the battery. I don't want something that's been sitting on a lot. Well, and or, if you're going to buy an EV, you got to buy it like soon, right? Before they cut down on that stupid tax break. Well, that's why we're talking probably in the next month or so. Cause one, the civic isn't getting any younger. Yeah. The air conditioning is fucked in it and we don't want to put a ton of money into a car that we're ultimately going to get rid of. Yeah. So we, um, we, yeah, we, we're, we want to see what we can, uh, what we can do. And well, and there's what it's like a, isn't it like a $7,500 tax break or something like that? Yeah. It's, tax credit. Yeah. It's a tax credit. So, so your taxes would have to be. Well, you got to look and adjust. Right. Yeah. And oh, that's a fun story for off uh, recording, but, um, what uh um what what I was thinking about and I was I was texting with my dad a little bit today about this and you know EVs are not going away yeah um at this point every manufacturer's got one they're rolling out more like we can either get our $7500 or leave it and I'd rather take well, it. And it, it's pretty reasonably priced. Like, you know, whatever. I don't know what it's like, whatever version you want. I don't know what different, if there are different versions. Well, there's, there's, esen there's essentially two versions. There's different one. Different battery capacity or yeah, something. Yeah. So, like, the, the bigger capacity has, like, a 220-mile range, give or take. It's a significant jump in price, though. 
Yeah, what's the it's like another eight one? grand. What's the capacity? I can't remember the mileage. See, on it. if you're just gonna use it for around here, get the smaller one. I would just get the smaller one and save the money. Well, that's kind you of the take plan. the tax credit, and assuming it all gets used, now you're looking at basically like a twenty-two ish thousand dollar car which isn't bad at all for a brand new vehicle especially if it's nice and everything and that's what we're kind of thinking yeah and i mean have you gone i don't know we haven't been yet this is very recent we've been talking about an electric car for probably like a month or so since you've been to the auto show yeah and we were just kind of because the civic again the civic is old sure we got a little smile going what's the little smile oh you know bob and erica spending money this at least is like practical though because <laughs> no the whole thing is uh, the civic is not getting any younger we've had the escape for what escape. Escape. eight years yeah what are we just like dropping bombs over there buddy now <laughs> or was that you <laughs> yeah okay just blame bob okay the dog. <laughs> sorry sorry for calling out the fluffies um watch too much bluey um, so we don't want to end up having two car payments at the same time. So the sooner we can get uh, a replacement on the Civic, the better. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of, I feel like, you know, we could get. We, and the tax credit. There's yeah, a tax before credit. That, before that vanishes. If we, and we can get a decent trade-in value on the Civic, that's a da- that's the down payment. Yeah, without having to put more money into it. Yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, it doesn't make as much sense as like an F-150 Lightning, but it makes a lot of sense. I know. I mean, in some people's minds, it makes a lot more sense than that. Is there is there a Wrangler EV? There is. The Wrangler 4xE? Yeah, how much does that cost? I didn't look, and I'm not interested. <laughs> Why do you lie? I, know, I do genuinely wonder if that picked up. <laughs> I, I feel like it, it did. Because there was a time when I was editing when we were doing uh, 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 Beyond the Red the Waste. Four, the 4 by E? Yeah. And, yeah. It's yeah. not bad. You can get it for about $80,000. <laughs> That's it. With the tax credit, you're getting close to seventy. Well, that's reasonable. Well, and the reason I'm not interested in the 4 by e besides the ridiculous price is it has both a gas engine and a battery. Oh, man, that's no good. It's like, it's so... Pure. Yeah, I, I don't want all yeah, all the problems of both. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. I think, right. yeah. Well. Okay. No other quick hits? That was it. We got to go. I, I should go through and see what the longest episode of all This time might is. be the longest. This has got to be in the team photo. There were some with the challenge where we would go really, really long. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. this is this is a long one. Imagine if Bob would actually start watching all the great animes I tell him to. Imagine how much discussion we could get out of that. Instead, we don't really get to talk about it because then we're spoiling stuff for Bob. Mm -hmm. Is it spoiling stuff for him that he's never going to watch? He might. You need to to stop setting yourself up for Imagine if he would actually watch your name and then we could find out whether or not you need to divorce him because if he doesn't cry, he's got to go. I mean, that's fair. On that note, hug me. Hold me tight.
This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>